All right, you ready? Sure, yes. Yeah, so yeah, where, where, what, what are we, Dave? We're the lever. No. No. Jesus Christ. We're uh, the audit. What are you doing? If you, if, you, have, if you have headphones on your ears and you're checking out this episode, what are you doing? I'm listening. So now me. Talk to me. Josh, this podcast is brought no. to you by the lever. The you're listening. You're listening to the audit with Dang. Josh and Dave. That wasn't hard. You see those fools at the back of the class. They don't care about grades or if they fail or pass. They ain't here to learn, they're just here for laughs. The day you home will just to tear it in half. If you want blood, you got it. Your trapper keep a rattle on it. Give me a crap, I'll blot it. This ain't the tension, baby, this is the Josh, this podcast is brought to you by The Lever, the award-winning reader-supported investigative news outlet. If you'd like to support this show, there are a few ways you can do it. First, you can become a paid supporter to The Lever, and this will give you access to our bonus content. This will give you access to The Lever Premium Podcast feed with extended interviews and tons of special bonus content. And if you'd like to make a one-time contribution that goes to me... And me, you can leave us a tip at leveragenews.com slash audit. You'll see a button for the tip jar that'll take you to our Venmo page. You can also go to that directly. We are at the audit at Venmo under businesses. That's right. That that uh, that address again is levernews.com slash audit. I had a very nice DM from a lady uh, down in Australia complaining that uh, they can't they can't reach Venmo. Oh, right. And she would have been perfectly happy to have just continued to uh, pay to our Patreon. Yeah, that's. Uh, I told her I felt bad taking money from people when we're not producing shows on a regular basis, but that you're fine. There shouldn't be borders, Josh. There should not be borders. I, I do agree with that. Although I think I know we've done what episode. I, I've watched so many fucking PragerU videos. I know there's, there's, there's a couple where they go off. I don't even know if we're covering them because sometimes they're just too boring. But apparently, that's a thing that. Uh, uh, us crazy leftists are on about all the time. We believe there should not be borders. Yep. We, uh, we constantly talk about open borders all the time. Anytime I sit around with my leftist the friends, uh, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes out of their mouth is open border. Uh, that's just what we talk about. That's who we are. And, uh, by the way, um, uh, if you have, uh, enjoyed last week's episode with our friend, uh, Danny Bessner, um, a couple days ago, still up on, on, is it HBO Max? Is it Max yet or is it still HBO Max? I think it's changed. I could look right now. I'm not sure if it's, well, it's either HBO Max or Max, whatever you have the app. Go back. God forbid. Can you believe I'm saying this, Dave? Still, yeah. Go watch, uh, whatever, what's the Bill Myers show called? Uh, Full Time. Man. 
drinking time. What is it called? Cranky old guy. Cranky old man. The Bill Maher show. Because uh, Dan Danny uh, started out last week on Monday on our show and ended up the week on Friday uh, on Bill Maher. Yeah. And um, we we could we could pretend uh, we watched it and comment on his performance, mm-hmm. but we're actually recording this the day before it drops. But go listen to Danny. I'm sure he's gonna be was great. They have not changed the, the app. Still says HBO Max. Still says so HBO Max. I think dropping the HBO is a good idea. I think HBO is just. I think that people look at HBO and they go, mm, "Yeah, no." Can you think of a brand that has nailed prestige and respectability more than HBO? Yeah, it's it's like Disney changing their name to Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's not good. It's not good. Probably shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, I, 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 sometime in the next year, I'm going to be trying to sell them a show or something. I'm sure. Uh, the audit. What's oh, that's that AI show. Yes, this AI thing they do. They're trying to get me and Dave in trouble, but we don't do that. Yeah. Um. Speaking speaking of AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that Elon Musk? <laughs> well, he's a really. Dumb man. They, I, I'm very fascinated by how easy it is for some people to make money while being absolutely clueless about everything else in the world. Well, I he did. He, he started out. Easy. He started out with nothing, too. That's the amazing thing about old Elon. Right. So he came yeah. out of the emerald. He crawled out of the emerald, like most babies do. He crawled out yes. of the emerald mine. Yes. His diaper full of emeralds. And yes. off he went from there. Uh, no, folks, if you don't, I, he was born to how much? He was born to shit tons of money. So, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to make yes, lots of money when you start with lots of money. I know that's a complicated concept. That's, folks, but. that's you know, that's Bezos. That's uh, Gates. They all, they all, Bill Gates went to the first high school in America that had a computer for students to work with. Like, these things aren't, like, no one's self-made no one no one's like i did it all on my own like come on it's uh, very obvious how all this stuff happens but he is uh elon musk is a uh, i think a new level of sort of idiot billionaire what he's doing to twitter is fascinating because he clearly never understood what it was he thought it was just a place to put up memes and talk shit. And, uh, and then he, he swung, he started swinging right. And the more he swung right, the more he decided that Twitter's previous history backed his beliefs. Mailman's here. Uh, professional podcasting folks. Uh, by the way, no, you just said something that made me, uh, sorry, let me do it. By the way, we're recording this today. Two amazing things happened in the uh, Elon Musk world today. Uh, Dave and I both woke up. I don't know if we can even talk about this without crying. Uh, we lost our blue checks today. <laughs> I. Uh, it's I, weird. I, I just I, feel, you know, the, do you remember those dreams he had in high school where you're like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm in school and I'm naked? Yeah. It's kind of like that. And then plus his, uh, his rocket blew up. I didn't know. Not until this moment in my yeah. life have I known what it's like to be a pig wallowing in the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I feel that, and I feel it very deeply. 
Yeah, no, uh, it's it's tough to have to live like the common folk. It really is. Um, it's a spectacular failure because nobody bought blue checks. So he just sort of, <laughs> it, it, you know, the the right has always been like, well, it's elitist that they have check marks, but it's no, it's just letting yeah, it's, you know someone is that person because there's yes. a lot of people that can be impersonated. And the reason I got a blue check mark was because there were like three people that kept impersonating me and then <laughs> would say stuff to my friends. And it gets really creepy and weird when that happens and someone's a sexual predator and they're hitting on women, which is mm. about to ha now happen. People will, will pretend that they are stars and go yeah. after women. And it's going to be very I mean, to ugly. Some extent you'll still be able, you can look and see and if like, you know, it's you like, can. hi, but I'm Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Do you want to get a drink? And they have 17 followers. It's pretty likely they're not Dwayne, the rock Johnson, but no, but they're, but they're, if it's what, like Dave Anthony one, as opposed to Dave Anthony. And they're like, right. Hey, can you send me a, a picture of your breasts? Like that's the kind of shit you're going to get. Right. Yes. And everybody, I mean, everybody would send a picture of their breasts if I asked them to do it. Everybody, of course, it would. Of course um, it would. So anyway, but but anyway, that's going to happen, and I and but, I hope but his rocket blew up too. I hope the fun. business stuff happens again, where people impersonate business. But the rocket thing, yeah. First of all, the rocket thing is incredible because of the way it was. But I first woke up and looked at Twitter. And I saw the SpaceX tweet, which was like, yes, this is exactly what we wanted to have happen. We wanted the <laughs> rocket to go up. And once it lifted off, it was success. And then when it started going, boom, we're fine with it. Like, like yeah, man, the craziest. Yeah. And, and all the news organizations picked it up and ran with it. He blew yeah. up a giant rocket. And by the way, it was not an explosion. To. Have you caught this? It was a oh. rapid, unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> mm. That's actually, I'm going to say that's worse than, a, than an explosion. <laughs> Something falling apart in the sky. Yeah. Hey, what happened to your first marriage, Josh? Well, it was a divorce. It was a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> the other thing about the rocket that I find fascinating is... Uh, he they they did not do anything to protect against the um i don't know what it is the, ex the explosive wave the sonic wave whatever mm -hmm. it is from blasting out so people's cars were getting just completely trashed shrapnel mm -hmm. was flying through the air like you see like videos of like back windows just exploding um so there's that which is uh really uh, i would Funny. call it careless oh Absolutely. He also built it super close to a, um, in uh, it was an endangered area, but it's a reserve for for oh, birds. Um, and of course, all of the all of this toxic cloud rained down on the the reserve. So completely that's just, eradicating that's the three musk, species. That, that's the musk we love. That's going to save the planet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just get to the point where there's nothing left to say about this guy or any of these people. And and I just, I've said this before, I think that sooner or later, you know, we're just going to do a podcast where we're just screaming into the microphone for two hours. Um, but, but you mentioned something, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Oh, but I do want to say, I can't, have I said this? On, God damn it. I don't know if we've talked about this. One of the things that cracks me with the blue checks is that shortly after they, they got rid of all that 
they they realized there was a problem with people getting impersonated, so they had to come up with some kind of system to to I don't know what's oh, the word God. verify them. <laughs> so, so now, so believe so if, if President Biden uh, DMs you and asks you for a photograph of your breasts, um, and he's got a great check next to his name, that is President Biden um, because a great check is says here this account is verified because it's a government or multilateral organization. A multilateral organization account. Um, And I am just reminded a story from my Hollywood past, my my first movie that got made. Um, Very proud of the script. It was a good script. We set it up, this company, and then sort of got demolished. And the director came in and wanted to do some work on it. He did some work. And I had written, uh, I thought, and I've gone back and read it as a grown-up. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. This nice twist ending that you did not see coming. And one of the things that the director did uh, in his wisdom is he wrote a prologue. It's the first scene in the movie now gives away the twist that was originally uh-huh. at the end of the movie. And they were two weeks out from production and I get this panicked uh, phone call. Hey, uh, we need you to um, get to work. You have to come down to the location. We're shooting in El Paso and work on this because um, we realized uh, what this movie really, really needs is a twist ending. <laughs> So they paid to fly me down there and come up with a twist ending for the movie. That, um... And I keep thinking of that with, with these gray checks. Uh, but the I other mean... thing that you reminded me of, we were talking about Jeff Bezos, and I keep, I keep wanting to look into this. And uh, uh, this could be another thing we could do, uh, Dave. You know there's a movie about Jeff Bezos called um, Bezos the beginning um really yeah stars a guy who looks uh nothing like uh he's attractive uh, no he's he's uh well he's more attractive. yeah his name's Armando Gutierrez is Jeff Armando Bezos Latino I don't know I don't know but uh, he shaves off all of his hair and he, he really looks like a, a kind of a James Bond villain now and well, he's playing so Jeff Bezos, Bezos. And um, uh, it's wait, are you kidding me? Is this for real? No, that's a different movie. Um, so yeah, he's made this movie. Oh, Kevin Sorbo's in it. Kevin Sorbo. That's Kevin amazing. Sorbo. Is so in it. so is there a is there a? I'm assuming now there's a character in the film that talks to animals and can hear them. Uh, I'm sort of acquainted with one of the writers, and I, I'll. I will say nothing. Uh, the director is a gentleman named Koa Lee, who's, this is great. We live in a neoliberal hell. His bio says he's a, re- this is the director of the film. Koa is a results-driven entrepreneur and professional filmmaker with extensive experience in films, commercials, and corporate branding. Corporate branding. Um, <laughs> this is not his first time doing the uh, the biopic thing. He's also made a movie uh called walt before mickey which covers the early years of walt disney's career and he seems to have made a movie it's a full-length feature film 100 minutes called ice ice baby vanilla ice hip-hop's first global number one that reveals the secrets and truth behind the global number one hit ice ice baby yeah that's actually a good film Oh, this is a documentary, that one, at least. That was up for the Oscar? I'm so bummed that it's a documentary because yeah. uh, I would have liked to see somebody playing Robbie. Anyway, 
uh, and I'm sure this guy's working hard at work on a Elon Musk doc by now. It looks great. Biopic. Yeah, it does look great. But you see the guy who plays uh, Jeff Bezos? Yeah, I I uh, see him. He doesn't he doesn't really look like Jeff Bezos. No, he doesn't. But how can you find anybody who's that attractive? You know That's what I mean? Point. Yep. So uh, uh, on this week's you know, episode, but oh sorry, you know this means there's going to be a Musk film, right? Yeah, there's definitely going to be a Musk film. I'm surprised he hasn't um, paid for one? one himself. Yeah. Yeah. Who would Elon Musk demand to be cast as Elon Musk? Uh, boy, oh, I know exactly who. I know exactly who. who. You go first. I'm right, though, so you go first. Well, then you go if you're right. I don't have anybody. Um, I Chris Pratt. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Chris Pratt would do it. Chris Pratt would do it. Uh, happily and he'd get a he'd get a free blue check out of that shit yeah what is it eight dollars a month yeah it's eight dollars a month but he has uh certain people he has given it to even though they didn't pay for it or ask for it like um stephen king that's right i saw that king king's very pissed about it uh which is pretty funny and he gave one to uh, lebron james who said he wouldn't pay for one great um, look, he's uh, a really, he's a, a really stupid human, I think. Um, he's being exposed. Um, Twitter's a, a just clearly circling the toilet at this point. It's, they, I, I will see, I, I'll be interested to see how the effect this has, but I do think this will drive away a lot of people like scientists and, you know, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're all laughing, but one of the things, and it's so frustrating too, because like a lot of like older liberals don't seem to get this. You know, they're all just sort of laughing about Twitter and uh, dumbass, what are you doing there in the first place? And it's like, yeah, there's actually good independent journalists. There's scientists. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are actually expert in their field who are dispensing information and knowledge uh, from their accounts that they can't publish uh, ordinarily right. and you know it's legit or you know it's you know who they are because they're verified yeah you know and that that matters it's like it matters to know the source of the information it's um uh and and yeah i mean i'm sure i've talked about this but i remember very early on for me you know when i first got on twitter it was uh, during standing rock and i got on because there was stuff being put up from people who were there that wasn't being talked and talked about uh, in the national mainstream news. And, you know, you were getting legitimate information that the news media was not giving you. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, you know, it's frustrating to see that just turned into this sort of vanity project for this idiot who, by the way, should be reminded was forced to buy it for all the stuff yeah, he said. He was forced to buy it because he's a moron so yeah he's like uh the pillow guy uh you know he said something and now he has to do it like it, 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 every single decision he's made with twitter has been a bad decision and just makes it worse but you know you look at the guy who just came in and was like we're gonna change hbo max to max like this is just what they do this is what rich people do they just come in and i'm gonna make changes and you're like okay you don't need to with a lot of this but yeah, yeah. go ahead it's also interesting who he's in bed with too. I mean, we just, you know, uh, 
anecdotal, but you know, our friend Katie Halper uh, had her Twitter account hacked. Um, it took mm. what did it take about two days to get back? Yeah, and Pat um, Oswald had his had his hack. Pat Oswald, that's right, a couple yeah. of yeah. And uh, just the other day, as we're recording this, I think was it yesterday, the day before, uh, Matt Walsh, um, uh, big big time, not not even remotely a Nazi guy. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. Walsh had his account hacked, and what was it like an hour, an hour and a half? Yeah, if that, like, they managed to get it all back. Um, you know, uh, and uh, although the good news is, I guess the person who did it also hacked a whole bunch of his like emails going back to when he was twenty, yeah. and supposedly they're going to be released soon. So, so we don't endorse that sort of behavior, but we will be reading those emails. We don't endorse. It. I'm kidding. We have to <laughs> say that. We have to say that. I love you that his editor came out and was like, well, it's a lot of, you know, well, imagine the stuff you wrote when you were 20. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to Or be imagine this. the stuff that Hunter Biden had on his laptop that you, Matt Walsh, thought was awesome. Like, yeah, no, mean? there's, yes, exact, fair. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, it's fair. fair. It's all, all fair if that's what you think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move on this. So this week we are, uh, let's get into it. We're doing, uh, what's our subject this week? Oh, we're doing race Prager university, believe it or not, Dennis Prager and his, uh, his, uh, his minions, um, have some thoughts about race. Some of the best thoughts. Some of the, yeah, they're great thoughts. So, uh, we brought in a friend of ours to, uh, listen to them and, help us dissect them and we think you'll enjoy them and we'll be back right after this apologies in advance for the um amazing brutally dangerous earworm by colin mccoy aka diesel boots but we have to play it for you hey there it's david sirota host of lever time the flagship podcast from the award-winning investigative news outlet the lever In politics, there's a complex web of money, influence, and greed that corrupts our democracy. Lever Time is an unflinching examination of the latest news, events, and issues that often go unrecognized and unreported by corporate media. We interview a variety of guests and experts across media and politics, and we hold the powerful accountable. Some recent interviews include Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, comedian David Cross, progressive leader Nina Turner, and artificial intelligence expert Dr. Max Tegmark. So if you're looking for a true independent voice in political media, check out Levertime. Go to levertimepod.com or search Levertime on your podcast player to subscribe. If you finally had enough of hippie college left-wing fluff, get yourself a real degree from Prager University. Let's just get into it, because goddammit, I think this one's going to... Yeah, that's not it. Okay, and our guest, our guest is our friend Aaron Thorpe, who is uh, an activist, a writer, and a podcaster from the very great podcast, uh, the Trillbilly, uh, Trillbilly Working Party, which um, I have loved forever. And uh, I think I've actually been on. Have you been on Trillbilly's day? I don't think you guys have been on. Uh, no. I mean, I was on before you were, man. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm asking Dave. <laughs> yeah. Aaron likes me. The rest of them are. Mm-mm. No, they don't. They had, their diversity hire back then was a lady. Um, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now it's me. And now it's me. <laughs> and now it's you. Uh, no, it's a great, 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 great show. I love, I love all those guys and, and gal. Um, but we are just gonna we're gonna get into it. As you know, we're. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, by the way, should we mention? I, this is so friggin' weird, but you have to, right? Because we're an audio show. Should we mention the thing about Aaron? What Which thing? Because this week we're going to be diving in to uh, Prager University episodes on race. Oh boy! And, and Aaron Thorpe is of a race. Yes, um, I'm of a race. I'm of the black so race. Thought, is the black race? I, I, yes. yes, I wanted to confirm that. And um, <laughs> look, one of the things that just you almost feel. So much of this stuff is built to defeat criticism, yeah. I feel, because so much of what they do is, hi, here's our black friend, and our black friend is going to tell you why there's no racism in America. Our black exactly. friend is going to tell you why he doesn't deserve reparations or some such. And it feels like you're already playing their game, like, by, because by, we were like, hey, we should bring in... I don't know, one of our black friends. Our black friends, the counter? <laughs> <Our black friends. laughs> now, now we're doing it. Now we're doing the same thing, and now you are as guilty as they are. I am. I'm, I'm implicated. We're all implicated in it. Let me ask you this, Aaron. You're black. Does racism yeah, yeah. exist? Um, unfortunately, and yes, it does. Even so, after Obama go. got elected? Even, even after Obama got elected, even huh. after, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it does. It does, unfortunately. Huh. Okay. The folks at Prager, you would tell you differently, but uh, yeah. yeah. But here's my question. How, how, do you, how do you defeat that? It can't just be like me and Dave talking about this stuff and going, that's ridiculous. Because as much as we can make the case and any moron can, you're like, well, yeah, it's two white guys, you know, making the case. So they're like, okay, so we brought in this this black guy and and he's like oh now here. now you're now you're doing tokenism now you're doing the same yeah. thing you're accusing us yeah. of doing so well, i don't know which we, don't so know, we've man. got an asian friend on with that have you been? should have actually probably should have you should you should have had like you should have had a we should have had a brown guy we should have had an asian dude should have had like i don't know somebody from europe you know make it like a like a captain plan a melting pot a melting pot the colors of the rainbow that's what we need that's right. Well, let's let's just get into race. it. We uh, we made the mistake of letting Aaron pick a bunch, and we had to sort of whittle it down. Because <laughs> tell me, I'm wrong. Once once you they're like they're like Doritos, right? You have one, you dude, can't stop eating. Dude, once you stop, <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop, man. It's it's uh, insane, and I, I it was so hard going through these and like whacking a few of them. But let's let's just go right into it. And I thought we should start with um, uh, Dennis's Dennis's favorite because um, she she checks off so many. She's young. She's black. She's a woman. Amala She's hot, Ak sadly. Kenobi, I'll leave that to you. Yes, um, I, I can't. I can't dispute that. Um, but she's like Prager's big star. I feel like she has almost as many videos on this channel as Dennis. Yeah, um, yeah she's their Beyonce, she's, I guess. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. And she's she's one of these clowns who left the left because some liberal was an asshole. Yeah. Like that's her, you know, that's her story. So she was never a leftist oh to begin with, basically. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're yeah. never a leftist to begin with. <laughs> and it's a, it's a recurring theme here. They always like there's that David Mamet thing. Did we talk about this last time? Where he's like, uh, he wrote this piece about why I'm no longer a brain dead liberal. And the first half of it is he's just laying out all the shit that liberals do that's annoying, and you're sitting there reading it, going, "Yep, yep, yep, it's 100 percent yep. right." And then somewhere, this great giant of 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 the theater and of writing, this great intellect. I don't know, maybe there's a paragraph missing because he just goes, so that's why I became a conservative. And you're like... <laughs> you just skipped like seven steps. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could do. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, somehow you... Uh, anyway, let's get into Amala. Um, she's, we, uh, Aaron picked one of her, uh, she has some advice on how to end systemic racism. Yes. Um, Great advice. And this Big is, problem. I think, my, 
one of my favorite moments from her. And I've watched more of these. I don't know. I don't actually, have you watched more of her now since we started this or I, I kind of, the other night I kind of found myself on YouTube. just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, okay, I got to stop. Now. I got to stop doing this. Shit. I was really stoked. I was like, well, kind of want to laugh, but it, it became kind of horrifying after a while. Yeah. You end up just yeah. in a stupor, but I, this is one of my favorite moments for her. Cause she's laying out a bunch of wildly made up statistics. And then she asks the important question, uh, who's really responsible for systemic racism? It's right. the woke left. <laughs> right? The side that I revered as a beacon of tolerance. The side that I thought was on the right side of history up until a few years ago. In fact, I was so committed, I got a Black Lives Matter tattoo. I still have it. <laughs> Can I, can, I, can I just say real quick, like that? I yes. feel like if you say that you have a Black Lives Matter tattoo, they do an animation in the video. But I want to see the fucking tattoo. Like, yeah, put your money where your fucking right? mouth is. Exactly. Just show us the tattoo. That's a really good point. I tried to look up her background, and I couldn't find really. There's not yeah. a lot. It, it wish not her really... parents. Her her parents are, I believe, left or liberal, one or the other. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was she an organizer, an activist, or part of an organization or something? She couldn't find anything to, about that. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I swear, she, man, this is not real. Yeah, where like, is the tattoo? I mean, yeah, exactly. Is it on her forearm where it is in the animation? Who knows, man? I got my Black Lives Matter tattoo on my inner thigh. On your inner thigh, yeah. I got oh, a mine's, tramp mine's, stamp. I got a tramp stamp. Uh, yeah, you got a tramp stamp? Yeah. Nice. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I misspelled it, though. It's Black Lives Mater. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, my wife. My wife laughs at me every time she's pegging me. But the acronyms the, uh, are enough. Feel it. People get it. <laughs> as long as it's not like BLT or some shit, you know. God but. damn it. So yeah. So she's got. But that's that's all it was, right? It was just a. Uh, uh, it's just a fashion thing for her. Yeah. yeah. And imagine that too. I mean, I don't, I, I, do you have tats, Aaron? I don't have any tats. No, I have a branding, but I don't have a tattoo. No, that, this got weird. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a story it's for a college. Were you in a frater Were you in a fraternity? <laughs> Not even really bored at like eight oh, eight p.m. with my friends before I, be, I could even drink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like let's God. brand ourselves. But anyway, I, I think it's like if I were oh, to get a tattoo, I, I'm thinking of getting one to like celebrate my 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 son who's now nine months old. I'm like it's going to be something that's I'm certain I'm going to believe in fifty years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're getting a Black Lives Matter tattoo and then three years later you're like regretting it, you're you're not very serious. No, you were never yeah. committed to begin with. Yeah, it's a way of it's a way of expressing commitment, not a anyway. So now we get into uh, race hoaxes with her. Yes, it is the woke left that is systemically racist, not America. The race hoax epidemic is proof. There have been <laughs> dozens of these hoaxes over the last few years. Nooses on garages, the N-word on dorm rooms, this is MAGA country taunts on cold city streets. Virtually every one of them has been faked. The demand for racism exceeds the supply. Uh, uh, if racism <laughs> against black people or any other minority group was rampant, you wouldn't have to fake it to convince people how bad things are. Virtually okay, every is, one of them has been birth, faked? You know what? Yes, they have by fucking conservatives. You know, oh, right. Okay. They're by conservatives. <laughs> by fucking yeah. conservatives. Like blacks rule type of shit in some yeah, driveway. Like yeah. get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> she said what did she say about supply and demand? She says There's... the 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 what did she say? She says the the demand exceeds exceeds the supply or some shit like demand that. Demand for I mean, racism. Yeah. Racism? We we want there to be the racism. Fuck? So it's the only way you can understand racism is by using economics. Uh, <laughs> well, we just need to unionize the racists. That's what we need to do. Oh, <laughs> there's an idea. 
That's not to say racism doesn't exist. Oh, thank you. Of course it does. <laughs> there will always be small-minded people, but their numbers are as small as their minds. And in case you're thinking of George Floyd, please know that even Minnesota's leftist attorney general admitted the incident had nothing to do with Floyd being black. Fucking God, dude. All right, first of all, I didn't look this shit up, so I don't know. But, I mean, I mean, dude, like, like the same, I think the same case might have been made in, like, uh, Ferguson or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, like, it was kind of implied that it was like, okay, this is a racial pattern, but we're not really sure. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, like, you call it like you see it, you know what I mean? It's like pornography. You know it when you fucking see it. Like you don't yeah. need you don't need to like 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 interrogate the officer or the police department itself to find out if everyone is fucking racist, right? I mean, everyone listening knows this, right? It's institutional, but it's just fucking insane that she could say that. That's so offensive. Well, I also think, you know, she's basically he he didn't charge it as a hate crime mm. because it was not explicit racism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't say it wasn't about. He said it wasn't explicit. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he well, was. It, he's talking about. A, he's talking about a legal definition to prosecute. Not was it about race? Yeah. yeah, like he didn't use slurs or anything while he was fucking killing them. Right? As if Jesus. Right. Christ, right. Man. Right. But they also. This is the game they play. Where you know, and and I do wonder. I wonder if. You know, has she bothered to actually learn the difference between racism and systemic racism? You yeah. know, and it's one of the things that we, we just saw this recently with the Tyree Nichols thing where it's like, oh, my God, if like I had one more person go, but how could it be racist? The cops were black. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, just, <sighs> half the people who say that know what they're doing. Yes. They know they're taking advantage of the fact that to someone who doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about this, caring about it, whatever, that does seem nonsensical. The notion that, you know, America's police are themselves a culture steeped in racism in which actually many people, James Baldwin wrote about this, you're more in danger from a black cop if you're black than a white one because they're looking to prove something to their to their fellow officers. Yes. Or as Ice Cube like said, black cop trying to show off for the white cop. Right. Exactly. And it's like, that's not a cop. You know, well, how could a black cop be racist? Like, it's not. It's him trying to play into a system of racism that he has chosen Absolutely. to donate his services to for his own, you know, personal gain. And and like, but he's not racist. You're like you're right. He's not racist. He's part of a system that is racist, and he's not questioning yeah. it. And look, there were black Nazis. There were yeah. you know Indian troops fighting with the Nazis. Like they, you know, it, yeah. your skin isn't really the thing. It's the ideology and the thought behind it. A absolutely, like, man. And, and I mean, also too, it's just like it's just like. The, what PragerU does and what she does in this video is like she conflates like systemic racism with like, you know, like um or like uh, I guess like you were saying, Dave, like like hate, like slurs and stuff like that. Right. Like hate language and yeah. shit. And I mean, they just kind of like inundate you with this conflation. So like racism loses all meaning. Like She starts the video talking about systemic racism and then kind of like falls into these like these like kind of traps that get you kind of confused about what the meaning even is. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly the point. And it's not, and that's that's all they have to do is muddy the waters and confuse things and leave you going, I, I don't get it. Um, and, and poke holes in things rather than actually make solid arguments. Um, yeah, and that's, that is one of the, the key things that Prager, that Prager does. Because you can always poke holes in things and you can always, my God, it's like, 
you know, if I had a buck for every one of the videos I've watched that started out for like 45 seconds to a minute and a half with somebody saying shit that I believe down to my core, you know, like, <laughs> let me tell you about rebels. You know, let me tell you about liberals. Here's what liberals do. That's really moronic. And I'm sitting there going, God, yeah, preach it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> you know, and they're like, uh, they're like, and that's why we have to kill all the Jews. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 what? What? <laughs> I go, go back. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> Can you connect the tissue a little bit more? Because I was with like you. seven I, steps right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure there are any steps that get you from one to the other. But, um, I don't know. Then, then she goes. Here. My father and millions of Africans didn't immigrate to America so that they could live in a racist society. They immigrated so that they could have opportunities that were only available to them here. And Her father is, is... immigrated here by choice. So, I mean, can we talk about the fact that so she's like, what is that now? That that. Uh, I tried to find numbers. The best I could find is that the Census Bureau projects that by the year 2060, 16.5% of blacks in America will be immigrants. Mm. Mm. So he's not, he didn't come here the the, the, the way most did, is what yes. I'm saying. Also, too, like, my parents, so my parents are from Jamaica, right? And my my family can sometimes have, like, you know, I, I'll, I don't know how to put it because it's not racist. You can't, we well, can't be racist, but it can be views against African Americans, Black Americans, because my parents are from Jamaica that like can be fucked up, right? So right. I think like her trying to say when her parents came here. I mean, she's doing two things here, like like the the hardworking immigrant who wants to come to this country, right, for the choice, and also yeah. well, like you know, well, it it and again it kind of muddled muddies like race again right because if her parents are coming from here from another country in Af africa right to the united states then of course they wouldn't want to coming from a black fucking continent to live in a country with racism that sounds if you say that to someone they're like yeah that doesn't make any sense then that means america possibly can't be as racist as people say it is right because her parents came here and it's just so fucking disingenuous man it's so right. disingenuous or and also, but the overwhelming majority of African Americans' descendants did not immigrate here, and they did come here to live in a racist society. You can't get much more explicitly racist than slavery in America. I mean, it was the purpose. <laughs> that was the whole fucking purpose. Yeah, that was exactly their purpose in coming here. Uh, they just didn't have a say in it. Um, uh, yeah, she's she's uh, she's something. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, should we should we move on to another uh, uh, another one of our? Um, uh, oh wait, no, we're not doing deranged. Our, yeah, yeah. Uh, deranged lunatics. Yeah, yeah deranged Jesus. lunatics. Um, that last point really pisses me off. Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm still thinking <laughs> oh, about God. it, man. I fucking hate that girl. Can, I can't. This this show's gonna make you insane, man. I mean, you know, you picked these, right? I, mean, I know. I but I was high when I picked them. I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm fucking mad. <laughs> So let's right. let's talk about Candace Owens. Uh, I didn't know this. Did you know this? She goes back to Gamergate. I, I I, I, oh, does that. she? Yeah, but she was uh, on the other side of Gamergate, right? Yeah, I don't even know what the, what the which side. I, I, she started a site called Social can Autopsy. I only just said that was supposed to go after bullies on the internet, but ended up spending a weird, uh, weirdly large amount of time going after anti-harassment advocates. Okay, so she's um, bullying the anti-bullying people. Okay, it's worth reading up on her involvement with GamerGate. Uh, her big deal lately is Blexit, which uh, I, I do you know Blexit, Aaron? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, black black people leaving the Democratic Party. Democratic Party, which <laughs> again, one of those things you're like, I can see why you might want to do that. Actually, wouldn't, wouldn't be yeah, a bad idea. Maybe. 
again, it's it's the part where she's like, and come over to the Republican Party, where you're like, I'm it's like, wait, no, 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 and when uh-huh. I, I don't think she's doing any of this except to make money. I don't think she has yep. any actual beliefs. I think she's just cashing in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely what she's doing. We were talking about that, Josh. I don't think that she has any convictions. I mean, sometimes when she talks, you know, there are things that she's passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I think those are because her views, like when she talks about the black family, I'm like, well, you're just fucking like prejudiced against your own fucking people, right? You've like, yeah. you like fucking like drank, like drank the fucking Kool-Aid, but... Like other what like other times, man. I'm just like, dude, you don't really believe in this. You're reciting this. Like this is yeah. coming from a script, right? And you're yeah. cashing in yeah. because you're, you know, you're a pretty black woman who's talking about like Republican values, whatever the fuck that means. Of course, Republicans gonna eat that shit up, man. Yeah, no, they are, and there's there's a career to be had there being that person. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the one we the one we picked is a short history of slavery. Oh, this one's awesome. Okay, this one is awesome. <laughs> this one didn't make me as bad. It's just really fucking funny. And now for a brief history of slavery. Okay. Uh, you're sitting down. You're ready to have your minds blown. Here's the first thing you need to know. Slavery was not invented by white people. <laughs> Whoa. 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some time. Did you guys know that? I, I'm gonna need some time to sit with that because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I suddenly I'm like, oh wow, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah, I feel better about myself. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah, duh, Jesus Christ, how? Uh, then, then it goes off the rails, and we're just gonna sort of walk through this one for a couple of minutes. So, guys, just like you know, hold hold up your hand when you wanna you wanna pause and, and comment on something. This is like two or three minutes here. Here's the second thing you need to know. White people were the first to formally put an end to slavery. In 1833, Britain was the first country in the history of the world to pass a Slavery Abolition Act. They were quickly followed by France, who in 1848 abolished slavery in her many colonies. Then, of course, came the 13th Amendment in the United States Constitution. After centuries of human slavery, White men led the world in putting an end to the abhorrent practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and who are these people who are perpetrating slavery at the time that these white guys are doing it? I'm, this I don't. Dave, you do a history podcast. Who are they? Can I? But can I say? Can I tell you who the, the first country to abolish slavery was? Yes. It was Haiti. It was Haiti. So fuck off. The first black nope. republic. <laughs> Which, which also, too, which also too, it's like, dude, like, like, I mean. Wait, you say she's factually and, incorrect? Mm. But also, she's conflating, again, the conflation, right? Like, there's chattel slavery, and then there's slavery of the ancient world, which you could still earn your fucking freedom. You could become even, like, a person with power, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, like, I don't know, fucking, like, become a politician or something like that, you know? You could end up, uh, like, Polo. Polo on on Rome ends up, doesn't he end up marrying his slave, and she's in love with him and everything after after he beats her lover to death? (laughs) This is property we're talking about. Chattel is the fucking operative word there. But, I mean, like, she knows this. Like, she fucking knows this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does. That includes the 300,000 Union soldiers, overwhelmingly white, who died during the Civil War. Yeah, because they wanted to free slaves. 
That's sorry. She just like like they died because they went like just how Lincoln like people make that argument, right? Lincoln Lincoln really wanted to free the slaves. Well, he partially wanted to deprive the South of their property, right? That was kind of part of the reason why he did. I'm I'm not gonna say that Lincoln. I mean, he's fucking U.S. president. They all fucking suck. But like, it's like, dude, you think that each of these fucking Union soldiers were like, yeah, I want to free the black man, you know? Come the fuck yes. on, dude. It, it's uh, Dave again. Yeah, the they, again. There was a whole, there was a giant broad spectrum of people. There were, you know, Quakers and people like that. Although Quakers probably didn't even fight. But mm-hmm. there, were a, there was an abolitionist movement. And then there were people who were like, yeah, they should be free, but not equal, which yes. was the majority of people. Yes. And then there well, were people yeah, that were just know. like, fuck the South. Like, there's a whole fucking, it's like a giant variety of people fighting in there. Mm. And the South was on, the, on the other hand, the South was like, I just want to own black people. <laughs> yeah, I just want to own white people better than anyone else. Of course not. My purpose here is to simply tell the truth. And the truth is that human history is complicated. No one, <laughs> regardless of skin color, stands guiltless. Yeah, today we are. Yeah, I mean, uh, the slaves that were transported, that stolen off the shores of Africa, actually, they are. They are implicated this as well. Guiltless. Yes, I think that one's easy. She's. I mean, how do you how do you say something like that as a the thing that gets me with the like the black people that do this shit is like how do you say that and look in the mirror? You know what I mean? Like knowing who you are and knowing history and say that with a straight face, man. You know the answer to that. Yeah. They. They. I, they're no different than a serial killer personality. <laughs> they just want, they just want to make, they're so fucking self-hating. They just want to make people mad. Yeah. Their entire existence is to enrage any person on earth. Yeah. That's all they are. That's all they exist for. Absolutely. Just fucking miserable, man. Ever told to consider the murderous Persian empire or the cannibalism of indigenous tribes of North and South America or the heinous actions under the imperialistic Muslim, Chinese, Mongol, or Japanese empires, to name just a few. Instead. Like, I love how she's like, all right, so like, we're, we're going to, like, uh, diffuse uh, black racism. But let me bring in all these other groups who did fucked up shit. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Again, it's just to muddy the waters. But but that's the thing. There's this simplistic notion yeah. that they have. Um, yeah, the story we're all being told is that that uh, slavery was uh, perpetrated on blacks by whites, and that's it. And here she is proving to you that that's not the case. Therefore, all that guilt that people are throwing at you is bullshit. But it's this you very simplistic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do. No, please. I thought you were done. Oh, uh, she brought up Japan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Japan had an official slave system in the 3rd century AD until Toyotomi Yidiyoshi abolished it in 1590. Hmm. It's a long time. 1590. 1590. 1200 years. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. There's so much worse than us. I feel so good about myself. I'm going to go work, I'm gonna go work for Prager U now. <sighs> We're told that slavery is a white phenomenon. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Nobody's ever said that. (laughs) You know what? You know what? The thing about slavery is, for me, it's I'm more focused on it in the country I'm in because of what happened due to it. That's why I fucking talk about this slavery. I am also very upset about the fucking slavery that's still going on with fucking chocolate fucking plantations and all that other shit. But right now, the main focus is on, like, 
we're still in massive turmoil because of the slavery that we had. Yes. I, as an American citizen, Dave, I think it's on us to be equally concerned with the long-term impact of 1,200 years of slavery in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Here, this is great, though. Here's, here's her defense of, like, why she thinks this is, this is a thing. This lie spawns a bunch of other lies. On social media, I come across extraordinary depictions about how Africans lived like pharaohs before Europeans came and laid waste to their paradise. Bro. Oh my God, I see things on social media that are stupid. That are stupid. And actually, too, to be fair as well, because I had to look this shit up, like, Mansa Musa still was one of the richest people in the fucking, like, the richest men in the, fu in the fucking history of the world, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, sure, like, there are these kind of, like, I think there's sometimes this kind of fetishization of, like, indigenous African or, like, Native American societies as if they were, oh, all, like, communal and peaceful, which, yes, they were, but, like, of course, I mean, it's more complicated, right? But also, too, like, she's just fucking lying. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why they carved up Africa, and it's because it was rich in natural fucking resources. It was a rich country. You know, God, man, I wish any of this were true, but it's not. It's a fantasy. The truth is that Africans were sold into slavery by other black Africans and in many cases sold for items as trivial as gin and mirrors. I mean, not even a moment you. of reflection I mean, here mirrors. as she talks about <laughs> I mean, black people taking trinkets to fuck over massive swaths of the black population. Yeah, we know what that point. looks like, Candace Owens. Doing it right fucking now, man. <laughs> but it's like it, the way the way she presents it is like, so me and Josh are hanging out. And then I drug him and take him down to the docks and sell him off as a slave instead of like my greatest fucking enemy, uh, you know, from over the hill. And I we went over there and we had a battle and I caught a, I got a couple dudes prisoner and I'm going to sell those motherfuckers yeah, sell those to get rid of them out. They're my and enemy. I want them gone. And if there weren't a whole bunch of like the ruthless comeback white people, there happy to pay you for it. Who would you couldn't sell? Yes. Dude, also, it's just so fucking but dumb. But Candace Owens not seeing the irony of what she's saying. Not not seeing like no I don't think does she own a mirror? No, uh, you know what she needs she needs like a Twilight Zone episode where she wakes up and uh Oh god. Write and... <laughs> <laughs> it, write it, brother. That's so bad. Whites didn't go into the interior and round up the natives. They waited on the coast for their black partners to bring them black bodies. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? That is <laughs> so insane. That's so insane true. for you to say. As if these fucking Europeans were just chilling all the fuck off the coast. Just like fucking sipping lemonade and shit like that and patiently waiting for Africans to bring. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Wait, oh my god! Get it, man. They weren't even Aaron, waiting. Aaron, they were just Aaron. sitting there enjoying their lemonade, and these black people came up and said, "Here, we're going to sell you." Hey, these you want some slaves? Went, actually, <laughs> we better hold, hold do this, on. or gotta, they'll kill us. I got to have her back here because there were no more peaceful people than the than the the English in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. Wherever Good point. they went, they just hung out, and they were like, "Can we work something out? Can we, we work something out, please? You know? Can we oh wait, you're going to bring you're going to bring me humans? Okay, I guess I'll take them." Are you sure? Are you sure? All right. Yeah, it's a sweet I, gesture, really but I don't just, really need We just them. wanted to drink your lemonade. <laughs> the stark reality is that our lives had very little value to our ancestors. Here's the third thing you need to know. Jesus Christ. If you think slavery is a relic of the past, you're wrong. There are some 700,000 slaves in Africa today, right now. That's the lowest estimate. 
All right, man. Bro, oh my god, dude. Man, like where do you think they got it from? <laughs> why do you think why do you think it's like the way that people talk about like people talk about uh uh like countries in Latin America, you know what I'm saying? Like after the CIA fucking cooed these countries, you know, and they're talking yeah. about these fucking tin pot dictators. I'm like, "Well, I wonder why that happened. I wonder why the continent of Africa and there are countries in Africa where slave, I mean, even in the United States, right? On the north and like our continent, we have fucking slavery. But I wonder why in Africa specifically that still exists and perpetuates, you know? I wonder if it has nothing to do with the history of this. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. All right, now I'm mad. I thought that this was funny, but this shit actually is making me fucking mad, dude. It's so offensive, yo. We're not even half an hour. And right. also, like, we, we now have chocolate that on the side says slavery free. Because a few years ago they were they were blatantly using slaves. They're still using slaves, but now they just put slavery free on the fucking chocolate bars. It's that we, the capitalists in America, use our companies to still enslave people in Africa. Yes. Wait, so here's, my, here's my question: all over the fucking world. If my chocolate yeah. doesn't say slavery free, does that mean it came from slaves? Probably. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Right I would think now, so. that's the lowest estimate that I could find. Other sources say there are many more. For context, that's almost twice as many slaves as were ever brought to the United States. Oh my freaking God. Do you know how many, uh, twice as many, do you know how much larger the population is now than it was back then? Exactly. Per, also, too, Per capita, it's, it's like one one hundredth of what it was back then. Not that it matters. Dude, also too, like it's it's just insane what they end up doing, right? Because what PragerU, PragerU likes to seem like they're nuanced, right? And I mean, obviously they have a side, right? But we're nuanced. We're just parsing through the facts, right? right. From yeah, fact exactly. to fiction. But we have a like, side because we have parsed the facts. Ex it's exactly, not right? Yeah. But then what they end up doing is that they'll be like, okay, like uh, um, the real enemy actually should be Africans. It should be black Americans, right? It's just like, what are you doing? You just spent this, I mean, obviously she knows what the fuck she's doing, but it's just so, I mean, it's evil. It's fucking chaotic evil. That's what it is, yeah. man. It's almost like she's rounding up black people for her white masters, and never mind. Yeah. Child and soldiers, here, uh, human trafficking, forced labor. These are the conditions that currently exist within the same sub-Saharan region where the transatlantic slave trade originated. African bodies are being sold today like they were sold then, and no, they are not being purchased by any country of white men. In fact, slavery, by any traditional definition, is exclusively practiced today within non-white countries. <laughs> so not only did white people not invent slavery, but actually, you know who's doing a really good job at it? The non-white people. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Hey, what do what do we think all those uh, those hundreds of kids that were just found in meatpacking factories working? Yeah, what do you think they are. Oh yeah, yeah. Or working yeah. in a Nissan factory or some shit like that, right? Jesus. Christ. Yeah. In Alabama. Yeah. What do we? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Uh, yeah. Those are. That's slavery. Jesus. Um. Uh, well, let's so let's evil. move on. I just, let's move. Jesus on. I want to talk about my favorite subject. You picked these, man. I know. I know I picked them. I'm like, Jesus. I'm looking at what I've wrought, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? I'm, something's wrong with me, yo. Something, something's wrong with me that I picked these, man. I can't believe I picked these. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm so dumbfounded. Oh, God. All right, man. I think, I think she was the worst. I think she, I think she is the worst. There's something, oh, there's oh, something you're, you're about not... her. 
But there's something about her that she is she she is a button pusher like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And and the reaction that we just had is exactly what she fucking wants. That's what she wants. I mean, man. that's the problem with her. Like there's no there's no way to except for just mocking her. If you could just mock no. her to her face, I don't think there's anything that would get to her. Like I think she just she's like Godzilla, you know, she's just <laughs> power and she's like the juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, and that and that's the problem with all of this is because what we want to do in between the mockery is actually try to make a solid case that, you know, this is not an educational institution because if even two schools that show these things uh, hear any of this and drop them will have done some good work. But it is, it is, it's a, it's a trap. It's like it's it's you know you you can't listen to that and not spend most of your time just making fun of her. Yeah, yeah. just can't. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, so anyway, critical race theory. Here's what I mean, it's, you know, it goes back to the 70s, for Christ's sake. And it's, it's always been like this study of how laws and sociopolitical movements and media shape and are shaped by concepts of race and ethnicity. And I don't know when, when did the backlash, quote unquote, backlash start happening? Because this is one of those things where they just take advantage of people being stupid. This is up there with like, you know, well, Nazis are socialists because the word socialist is in there. Yeah. The word critical is where they get us. Because in the context, critical race theory refers to critical thinking and critical theory. But they have turned it into like, well, they're critical of America. And more importantly, critical of white people. That's the thing. So um, we've got this guy, James Lindsay, who is, quote, unquote, the world's, the rights world level expert, his words, on critical race theory. He calls it race. Pretty sure this guy's a pedophile, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, He calls it race Marxism, which never quite took off much as he tried. Uh, He's also, yeah, he's one of the architects of the whole groomer panic. Uh, So that that would track if we sort of understand why people fixate on the things they fixate on. He believes that George Soros, the banks, and the media have perpetrated the greatest crime in all of human history. His words. Uh, progressivism is that, and of course, Jews. Um, is the word is not oh, safe. Of course. Um, it's just he's he's just. Uh. Where do these guys? Anyway, I need to know where these guys come from, man. Like, do they grow them in like a fucking vat or something like that, man? Do, well, they, come from, like, a, do they come from a bog, like a quagmire? Like, where do these pe- people come from? But think about think about sort of the intellectual voices on the left and what what you have to go through to 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 rise above. You know, the, the noise to be an Adolf Reed, to be, you know, it's like you have to be really fucking good at what you do. Yeah. These people literally just have to have some terrible thoughts and they're going to get some gigs, you know. That's yeah. it. You just have to stand up on a stage and say what they want to hear. But anyway, he wants to, let's let's start. He starts us off uh, with a thought experiment. Imagine you own a shop and two customers enter at the same time, one white and one black. Who do you help first? If you help the black person first, critical race theory would say you did so because you don't trust black people to be left alone in your store. That's racist. Well, technically, <laughs> not alone. The white person first instead. Critical race theory would say you did so because you think blacks are second-class citizens. That's racist too. That's critical race theory. It can find racism in anything, even if it has to read your mind to do it. It would have been better. It would have been better if he did like the trolley, like the trolley dilemma kind of thing. He's like, "There's a black Mm -hmm. guy and a white guy on the train tracks tied. Who do you save first? If you save the black guy first, that would have been a more interesting uh, example." And Um, honestly, all he's doing there is just describing liberal guilt. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people paralyzed by this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I, 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 I
It's, I don't know, it's my store. Which one looks like he has the most money on him? That's pretty yeah. much. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but, but, oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, then he gets to this. What actually is critical race theory? Here it is in the words of Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanczyk, two leading proponents. Critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, and the neutral principles of constitutional law. Yeah, you clod. It's critical. It asks yeah. questions. You hold things up that everybody accepts, probably even you, and you go, let's take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly it's what being... you're doing now for nefarious yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, God. I mean, I'll give him credit in this thing because he does do a brief history of racism, and he's one of the few people I've seen on Prager who doesn't take time to point out that Democrats invented slavery into the worst racist, which yeah. uh, usually they don't miss that. Um, no, that, that they always hit that. They hit that every time. Yeah, yeah. The critical race theorists, Martin Luther King was both wrong and naive. White Americans can never judge blacks by the content of their character. They can only judge them, always unfavorably, consciously or unconsciously, by the color of their skin. That is literally, I've met people, that is the only thing they know about MLK is that one fucking quote. And, and they don't like, know anything else. Also, The content who, of your character is what you should be judging. Who the fuck was, who the fuck believe, like his proponent or like, you know, like uh, believes in critical race theory, right? And uh, understands that analysis. Who would fucking say that Martin Luther King was a fucking, like he was a, he was, he was weak or he was a South. Nobody would say that. Nobody would say that at all. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Well, no, except again, all these people fall back on is I guarantee you right now we can take 10 minutes and you and I can find somebody on Twitter mm -hmm. saying something stupid. We can find a black person on Twitter calling out Martin Luther King for being stupid. And weak. Yeah, no, no question. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so he has some solutions for how we combat uh, the evil critical race theory. I assume Dave's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave's left. He's like, simple. I can't do this. Refuse to accept it. Don't be intimidated by the heads-I-win-tails-you-lose logic of this self-destructive, America-hating, anti-reality idea. Don't be bullied into thinking that you're racist when you know you're not, or that you're a victim when you know you're not. Defend yourself while you still can. Oh, man, and then the call to action, man. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Dude. Yeah. You know what? These videos, I, I, like, I know that they're... They're not supposed to be uplifting, obviously. Like, they're all, like, doom and gloom and shit, man. Mm -hmm. But, like, also, he's just literally ending it with, like, he's told you about this this, this, this uh, brainwashing fucking idea, right, that's taking over the minds of your children. And then he ends it with, like, before it's too late. Like, what do you, what do you, yeah. are you telling people to pick up arms? I mean, it's the same thing with the fucking trans panic, right? It's like, okay, then what are you actually saying that people should do about this if it's such a fucking, like, existential problem? Right. Fucking right. kill trans people. It's just fucking insane, dog. It's, a, it's an incitement yeah. to violence. It's not just propaganda. You're inciting violence. Yeah. yeah, no, no, very much so. And But that thing that's so enticing of, of you know, you know you're not racist. Yeah. And again, it goes to this definition. And I, I know tons of liberals who buy into it, too. And it's like, God bless him. He's a, a lovely person, made some great films. John John Singleton made that movie. Um, God, it wasn't, it wasn't, no, Spike made, uh, Higher Learning, right? Mm. And there's a moment in Higher Learning where we go into the racist uh, fraternity house and they go downstairs and the racist fraternity house literally has a James Bond villains lair in their basement. They have the giant map of the country. They have the flashing lights. They have the special uniforms. 
And, you know, I remember watching that being like, what the, who thinks this is happening? And all that movie was doing, but it was just perpetuating this belief. People have this, that that's what racism is. Like racism is you getting into a room with your white friends when no one else is around, slipping on your armbands and talking about how to, you know, exterminate the, and it's cartoonishly evil. It's cartoonishly evil. And it's like, yeah, no, man. It's, it's, it's just like it's beat into your head every day in the culture you live in. You're going to have some dopey racist thoughts. You're not going to recognize them. And it doesn't make you a bad person if, like, you fall prey to them sometimes if you recognize them. Yeah, if somebody dude, points the ambi- them out to you. It's the ambient background noise of the society we live in, right? And, like, you're right. Yes, you're right, Josh. Like, exactly. As long as you acknowledge these things. But to tell people, I mean, like, I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing. But to tell people, no, just shut this out. You know, yeah. be be uncritical. You know, it's just oh, God, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's so bad. But it's somehow, if you like acknowledge that, if somebody says, "Oh, you're being racist," if you're like, "Oh, well, that means like, well, I'm not a, I don't, I don't, I don't have a uniform. I don't have a, yeah, you know, I'm not wearing an armband." Like, yeah, yeah. I, you're like, hey, you know what? You're right. It never even occurred to me that like the black best friend gets killed in every movie made between <laughs> yeah. 1970 and 1998. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I never noticed. That. I never noticed that. I have friends who have noticed it. They're more invested in noticing it than I am, and they start pointing it out to me, and now I can't stop seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. me being, you know, I'm not, what am I being? I'm sure I'm being racist. I'm being just oblivious to shit that has nothing to do with me yeah. that impacts other people. Big fucking deal. It's, you know, I was just reading a, uh, I was reading a Ricky Henderson biography, baseball player, Josh, and they were just talking about um, baseball mm-hmm. players, and, and at one point they were like, yeah, they, all, all of the position, all, some of the, you know, starters, big players in the 80s were black, mm. But the bench players weren't yeah. all the little all the little utility guys and the guys who pop in and do little stuff all white. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Like it, you you just like it, you're just like, oh, yeah, I was living under that and didn't even notice. I didn't it. Like, even notice that shit. Holy shit. Every single one. Of course, they were all white. I can I can I can yeah. name them all when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. All the all the little bench players. All They were all white mm-hmm. because you had to be a really, really good breakthrough player mm-hmm. to play. And if you weren't, then they just give it to the white guys. Mm-hmm. But that that is seen at the time like as, as like, oh, look, it's, it's not racist. There are these black players at the top of the thing. We're going to get to that later where they point to this like tiny, 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 statistically almost non-existent percentage of the black community that's, you know, riding in the 1% and going, look, everything's great without mentioning. Yeah, exactly. That the white mm-hmm. utility players are all white. Um, speaking of football, by the way, Burgess Owens. I, I did not. Is, that, is this a guy I would have known if I gave a shit about sports? You guys? Uh, Burgess Owens, who is that? I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay, fine. He was a former NFL football player. He's a black guy. Congressman for Utah's 4th District. Um, basically, anytime the right wants to go after Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams or some oh, other they bring this guy. black athlete, he's the guy they call. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how movies influence your values and perspective? How the ideological messages baked into some of your favorite films might inform your politics more than actual politics? Then you should check out our podcast, Movies vs. Capitalism. I'm Rivka Rivera. I'm an actor, playwright, and artist educator. And I'm Frank Capello. I'm a writer, producer, and political content creator. Each week on Movies vs. Capitalism, Frank and I are joined by a guest for a fun yet critical discussion about a movie and how it's obviously a scathing indictment of late-stage capitalism. Yeah, 
like how Office Space is a comedy about worker alienation. Or how Ants is a kid's movie about the military-industrial complex. You've Got Mail is really a psychological thriller about the effects of market consolidation. Yeah, You've Got Mail is seriously fucked up. Yeah, it is super fucked up. Movies vs. Capitalism is produced by The Lever, a reader-supported investigative news outlet. You can listen and subscribe at mvcpod.com or search for Movies vs. Capitalism in your podcast player. And we'll see you at the movies. Yeah, uh, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast about movies and capitalism. Ooh, movies versus capitalism. Because he's an athlete and he, he stands up for the... Uh, lately, he's been going in on trans people, uh, vaccines... Uh, you got a little while back. Yes. And he endorsed a QAnon candidate in Florida a while back. Um, in fact, when he was in office, he had a, uh, or he's still in office, I guess, he had a string of campaign finance irregularities. Um, and here's a good one. Uh, let's see. He was the CEO of a group called Second Chance for Youth, a charitable organization, which I assume sounds like of giving. Second chances to youths in all of 2019, they raised one hundred eight thousand dollars, one hundred eight thousand seven hundred ninety three dollars. Guess how much of that money went to charitable programs? You guys want to take a shot? Uh, seventy three cents, maybe zero, zero dollars. <laughs> so he's going to explain to us why he doesn't want and does not, in fact, deserve reparations, and he's going to tell us a story about his great great grandfather. Now, because great-great-grandpa Sal Who is a slave. was once a slave, so-called progressives want to give me money. Never mind that, like him, I'm an entrepreneur who received an excellent education, built businesses, raised a remarkable family, and unlike most white Americans, earned a Super Bowl ring. Because of work <laughs> I've never done, stripes I've never had, under whip I've never known, these progressives want to give me money I've never earned. My fucking god, dude! I, I feel like uh, mentioning I, his Super Bowl ring might be a, a real flaw in his argument because you're like, yeah, you are a statistical aberration, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Also, also too, it's just like it's like you know, saying that like, how how do you think taxes work? You know what I mean? Like, how does he think like any like any how the society like is fucking run and funded? You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I didn't deserve it. You know, it's just like, dude, what are you talking about, man? What what, what the fuck are you do? Does what does it have to be about? What does it have to be about? Like. I mean, yes. You. About, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why does that because have to be about thing. you? Because it, it isn't about you. There's always going to be, here's another thing they do always. Like if, if you can point to a program in which one person who doesn't deserve 15 cents is getting those 15 cents, mm -hmm. they will demolish it on the basis of that one person. So Absolutely. he's a statistical aberration. Black wealth in America right now, 2019, the average black household wealth in 2019 in America was $24,100. White household, $188,200. The typical black household holds 12 cents for every dollar of wealth held by the typical white family. That disparity has remained pretty much unchanged since 1989. But because this clown's doing well, there's no need to look at these issues. There's no need to consider the fact that slave labor was responsible for the creation of literally billions of dollars of white wealth. Yeah, you know, yeah sure, I'm not living off that, but that's not what it's about. Also, too, these disparities, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in housing, whether it's in education, like all of these disparities are because of this fucking legacy of slavery. And I mean, I don't know, dog, like people think reparations is like, oh, you're going to give people like a check. Like, 
it's also investment in communities, right? It's not just handing yep. people fucking money. And why would you argue with that? Why would you argue with that about a community? Well, you're a fucking community, right? But I mean, it's because this guy is a fucking, yeah. God, man. Yeah, I have to and keep it's like, well, slavery that- was so long ago, you know? And you're like, yeah, but Jim Crow's laws weren't, and then segregation wasn't, and redlining wasn't. It's like this stuff has been going on forever. The notion that somehow personal achievement is going to make up for this stuff is just, it's its the heart and soul of like dumbass conservatism. You know, you know what he's I'm saying? Say all conservatism is dumbass, but this kind of moron conservatism, it's just insane. I mean, what, what he's telling black people is like, you don't need reparations, you need a Super Bowl ring. That's basically what yeah. he's fucking saying. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, give it a choice. If you had to choose between one or the other, I would say one of them is going to do you a lot better. Than yeah, the other. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like openly acknowledging that he's not like most people. The reparations movement conveniently forgets the 150 years of legal, social, and economic progress obtained by millions of American minorities. It also minimizes the sacrifice of hundreds of thousands of white Americans and a Republican president who gave their lives to eradicate slavery. I think Grandpa Salas would have seen this loss of American lives as payment in full. Every grateful black American, then and now, will feel the same. No, I know. The reparations movement also reinforces a view of racial relationships that undermines America's Judeo-Christian foundation. It defies the ideals of forgiveness and second chances and scorns individual accountability. So wait, is he saying that, that that black folks should be forgiving and giving a second chance to white folks? And they should be it, held accountable for being slaves. Yeah, or something. Why aren't you grateful? <laughs> Holy shit, man. Oh, God. <laughs> so then he gets into how this plays out on college campuses, which all these people are like, they're so up in arms about college campuses. As young white Americans acknowledge their skin color as a privilege, Young black Americans with no apparent shame accept their skin color as one that automatically confers victim status. In doing so, they seem unaware that this perception of blacks was shared by the 1960s Southern white supremacists of my youth. All right. All Those right. who seek reparations have accepted the theory that skin color. Yes. Man, I, I, I had to watch that part like three times because it just didn't make. I mean, none of this makes fucking sense. But it's just like, how did he jump? from comparing kids on college campuses to segregation <laughs> like i don't understand well i guess it's their argument that like oh they think that race is the only thing that matters right just like the segregation it's yeah. like right just like the segregation <laughs> right man. oh god dude now he's into some fun with numbers 40 percent of black households today live the middle class american dream there are thousands of black Americans among our nation's top 1% of income earners. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, and professors, not to mention music, TV, film, and sports stars. Many of our society's most revered and celebrated citizens are black. You you would have thought that he would have mentioned that we have a we had a black president. Like if he was gonna like mm-hmm. fucking say how far we've come, yeah. but of course he's a Democrat, so we can't say that, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and these numbers are, are funky, too, because uh, African-Americans do not make up a proportionate amount of the middle class, and white Americans make up a larger than, than just largely overly disproportionate. But he knows how he gets, stops getting specific when he gets to the 1%, hmm. because African-Americans make up 1.4% of the 1%. 13% of the population, 1.4% of the 1%. Jesus Christ. Wow. It's just like, it's just like, 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 
they they claim that they have sources and references and i didn't go through mm-hmm. and click on all of them but at some point it doesn't even matter because they just inundate you with all of this bullshit that you're not going to bother looking this shit up i mean who's looking this shit up that's why i mean we, we are right but the people that we're trying for are yeah, never yeah. looking this shit up right so you can just say whatever the fuck he wants to say well, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the the conservative gay plan. I mean, the, the Koch brothers are, are the best at this. Like, they go out and they, they pay people to do studies. They pay people to do stuff. And then they just set up, like, a, a, a giant, you know, catalog of all these studies that are total bullshit created by just fucking charlatans. And then that's what these people then point to. And then they create their propaganda. Mm-hmm. So the links are there, and there's studies are there that will say they're right, but it's all fucking bullshit. Um, well, let's get away from bullshit then. Let's get into the important <laughs> question of uh, uh, one that I've been confounded by my whole life. Did the founding fathers support slavery? And this is just a brief one. We had this guy. I couldn't find anything on Pastor Jack. This Hibbs. one's a banger, man. This one's my. Fa- this one's probably but, my favorite one. It's short, but it's. My but favorite, this bro. this is just we just have like one line from this one little clip from this guy, but it's amazing. He's taking on the whole question of of uh, you know the founding fathers and, and the, that great contradiction at the heart of America. You've got guys like Jefferson and Adams who Jefferson had slaves, but he inherited the slaves and he went against the crown, by the way, <laughs> by, by pains of death it was issued that if you teach a slave to read, you are an anathema to the kingdom. Jefferson not only had his slaves all reading and, ri- reading and writing, but he had them read and uh, memorize the Bible. You've got John Adams who refused to own a slave. Right. You've got George Washington who had slaves, but William Billy Lee, George Washington's right-hand man, in fact, it is said throughout history, wherever Washington was, Billy Lee was. You could never see the two apart. When Washington died, he gave half of his wealth to William Billy Lee. Breaks my heart. So sweet. All right. First, first so good. I want to see that. I want to see that movie. That would be so heartfelt and... I, I, but I, wait, what are you? You, you, first of all, you're giving slaves. Yeah, like, hand me oh, down shit, slaves. Exactly, hand me down slaves. What are you talking about? These man? are like these are like those British sitting around sipping sipping lemonade while these brutal Africans are just giving them slaves. It's like poor Thomas Jefferson. Oh, you're giving me you slaves. I guess slaves I have thrown to, at him. I, have, I guess I have. I have to. Him. I have to own these slaves forever now. But I'll go against the crown by teaching him to read. I have a better idea. I have a better idea, Tom. <laughs> like oh my god uh, also, also, really so if you didn't if you didn't pay for your slaves you're not really a... <laughs> also also i like i like that he mentions george washington and i mean i don't know if like people know this i mean people think people uh, think the false teeth the wooden teeth it's really charming but actually like they were the it's teeth disgusting. of the slaves right like they were the teeth of his fucking slaves like they were pulled out of their fucking mouths right and made <laughs> into a into a fucking like into a mouth for this guy right like i just i mean like <sighs> And what's difficult about it is it's like, we know this shit, right? But they are perpetuating the shit in schools with kids that, I mean, yeah, they could look it up on their fucking phone, but like, this is coming from a seemingly authoritative source. Your teacher goes, it's not just your teacher, it's your teacher showing you this produced video from this university. Yes. It's, it's yeah, yeah. And, so and people George, don't, and by the way, she's, yeah, go ahead. So George Washington, um, when he uh, became president, he... They had to move to Philadelphia. That's where the Congress was. And in Philadelphia, because it was dominated by Quakers, um, the state had passed a law saying that if you had slaves uh, for longer than six months and you moved there, the slaves would be free. Hmm. So George Washington and his wife 
as it got close to six months, would take their slaves back to um, Mount Vernon for a couple days to reset the clock. Oh, my um, fucking God. Well, the slaves obviously knew that was going on because they were out talking to free men. Um, and so they, they learned all about it. The, the Washington and his lawyer were completely shocked that their slaves knew about this, thinking they were so dumb they wouldn't actually be talking to other you know, people who had been freed. Um, one, uh, his, her, his wife's favorite slave um, escaped, and he essentially, uh, and she ended up moving up to New Hampshire, and he, he, uh, he went after her. He, he, he did not relentlessly stop trying to go after her for years. Mm. Mm. Years. So uh, he's not. He wasn't just a regular uh, slave owner. He was just an absolute piece of shit. He's a fucking monster, man. Yeah. God. I mean, it's just. It's just like they make you think that, like, okay, these were men that were just trapped in their times, right? But it's just like what you just said, Dave. It's like, okay, well, if George Washington, right, like, abhorred slavery so much, why didn't he just fucking let them be free then? You know what I mean? Right. Like, why do you have to wait until after he fucking died to give away half his wealth? It's just like, and also, oh, he followed him around wherever he went. You mean like a fucking dog? Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm sure he had a choice. <laughs> you know what? Actually, this video again is making me like, 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 it's making me homicidally angry right now. <laughs> like, it really is making me fucking upset. It, it'll do that. Um, I warned you, man. I warned you. Uh, let's, let's do this one. Um. So let's let's go to one that actually Dave and I can can talk yes. a little bit about. This is fun. New age racism in Hollywood. Not so the old age racism, the new age racism. The racism two point uh, So here's the guy. His name is Siaka Masakoi. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I apologize to him. Um, fun oh, stuff. Why? He was part of Dave, that, that big you should have massacre. His name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck it up too. <laughs> you, uh, Dave, do you remember? I don't know if this made nationalism. It really was local, but do you remember that that big anti-vaccine protest outside Dodger Stadium a couple yes. years ago when they were trying to give uh, vaccines? He was there, um, oh. and he was part of the uh, what's that January sixth thing? Uh, oh, the little uh, the, the riot, little, the, the parade that they had. Oh, the riot. Okay, the riot. The riot. The riot. Posted the Instagram videos of himself inside the Capitol building. <laughs> um, he's very. He's, <laughs> Yo, okay. I'm sorry, and I know January. I know January scares a lot of people, but I'm sorry. That shit in my mind is still kind of fucking funny, man. It's still kind of fucking funny, man. It's a little funny. I'm sorry. It's really funny, actually. I'm sorry. I gotta say, the the it's impossible for me. I love when they compare it to 9/11 because, like on 9/11, I'm looking at horrifying photos of buildings burning, including one that I've got somebody in, and and watching people jump to their death. And the other one, I'm watching a dude with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's office, giving yeah. her the big finger. And I'm like, I bet you and I don't have a lot in common, buddy, but we got one thing. <laughs> exactly. I, like, I can't. I, I could never hate you. I, I, posted, <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I, can't. I, can't I posted a picture uh, that day. I posted a picture of the guy in the horns and yeah. the, whatever, the fur. The QAnon I, yeah. I, I put it up on Instagram and just put like, LOL. And the pe people got so fucking... People were so fucking mad at me. And it's just like, hey, Congress isn't a building. It's people. It's people. I mean, it's also, people. Yeah. Also, too, it's just like what, like, like you were saying, Josh, I can't hate this guy because I'll be doing the same shit, bro. I was still Nancy Pelosi. We, we, we yeah. could have done this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, oh, he's also he's pissed. About, so had i done all these things or even any of them i would understand why this happened but he's pissed he's on a list now where 
uh, he has to go through extra security at the airport every time he flies. I'm like, yeah, that's that's well, going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're you're, you're problematic. A, that's part of being <laughs> yeah. an activist. You had an armed you insurrection, my yes. <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> you were part of a group of people trying to kill people in Congress. You're not. Yeah. It's not going to go well after that. Also, yes. also too. Well, before I like kind of jump the gut, I guess I jumped the gut a little bit. But like, when he gets it too, I'm like, yo, I'm pretty sure. Like, also, you're complaining about this new age racism, and I'm pretty sure this mm -hmm. is why he thinks he can't get work. I'm pretty sure you can't get work because you were fucking at the January 6th shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and your right. face yeah. is all over fucking gonna... social media. Yeah. We are definitely going to get to that. And um, uh, so, yeah, he's pissed he's on the list. And 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 here's Prager's guy now. He's, his whole thing is about how he turned his back on Hollywood. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of people who can tell you why they turn their backs on Hollywood where you have to go, okay, I'm listening. But this guy, I would argue, never actually got in. He's got like four credits in 15-some years. He's got one episode of NCIS, one SWAT, a bunch of shorts. Dave, who was the guy's name? Dave did a dollop. There's a dead guy who's got more actual film and TV credits after he died than this guy. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elmer McCurdy? Uh, yeah, Elmer McCurdy look, has got more it, fucking it, screen credits his, than this clown, he, and Elmer never turned his back on Hollywood, <laughs> or stormed the Capitol, <laughs> or stormed the Capitol. Yeah, he's a, he's a dime a dozen, uh, just fill in uh, under five line guy. Uh, he's not a like the. There's just a million of these guys in there, and, and if, hear if me, you do hear anything me people, wrong, they'll cut you out. Because I get it, and Dave gets it. Like we're we're we occupy some position in this business where like you know. Yeah, we're not there anymore, you know? Mm, right. uh, we've been there. We've been those struggling guys. We know a lot of people who yeah. are and fell by the wayside, and a lot of people were who succeeded. And I got nothing but respect for all of them. I got respect for people who've made it. I got respect for people who went, like, I can't do this shit. It's grueling. And as an actor, I Dave can talk more about this, but, like, I have nothing but the shit I have had to eat as a screenwriter mm. before and after having success is insane. And you find yourself constantly going, eh, but as an actor... You are facing rejection multiple times on a daily basis. Yeah. You want to get out. God bless you. You took your shot. I understand you didn't have luck or maybe you didn't have talent. Who the hell knows? Yeah, maybe you didn't but have talent. There's, there's things you simply don't get to do. And you don't get to make videos talking about why you turned your back on Hollywood when after 16 years or so. Hollywood never actually opened the doors to you. No. Nah, so, but exactly. here's all they can get. Which is crazy. Because I'll tell you something, man. Uh, uh, James Woods hasn't turned his back on Hollywood yet. He's still working. You know? He's not going to do it. He'll call out like Ray Wiggers, but he's like, oh, I've turned my back on it. Because he, he's getting paid. So yeah. I'm thinking of that chick that anyway. Gina, whatever, the Mandalorian. She didn't turn her back yes. either. She's still, I mean, she's filming horrible shit. But, you know, she's still making, you know, making shit, you know. Mm -hmm. So suck here it up, he man. Is. Suck it up. Hollywood is the is probably the most racist place that I've ever experienced. Early agents that I would have was, oh, you ever think about being a bad guy? You should uh, hip hop it up more. What am I like slowly losing in my heart every time I go in for these parts? Every time I cater to what how they want me to be in this what I find very bigoted approach. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he's right. right. Absolutely. I mean, that's a real thing. It's been a real thing for a long time. There's mm -hmm. a great Robert Townsend movie. I think it just came out on Criterion Blu-ray called Hollywood Shuffle from the 80s. It made Townsend's career. That's all about that. It's a hilarious, yeah. smart comedy about a black actor who just had enough of that shit and made a movie calling it out and built himself a career off of it because it's a ballsy, funny movie and it's well made. Shit, and he's calling this shit out and it had an impact. But this is an absolute yeah. fucking clown car mentality. He's like... 
God. So we're like, okay. But so far, I'm like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, oh, that, I'm, yeah, I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. But, so, but also, go, like, what, yeah. a, what a terrible time to do this because we're talking about right after Black Lives Matter when Hollywood's like, oh, black, black people, black people, where can I find black people? <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't have, you could have picked the worst time to do this shit, dude. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, where, that's where it gets weird. But let, let's go on. <laughs> You have people like uh, Jordan Peele saying, I'm not interested in telling white stories. I don't know what that means. You have Seth Rogen saying, I'm not going to hire white people anymore. All these people that made their money already. All these people that did in that same system that has been, they're screaming is super racist and super turned off. Now they're doing the exact same thing and stating it. All right. I'm so confused. So he's, um, I'm so confused. Wait, so, okay. So first, so what do you, no, no, no. you're talking about, you're talking about like, okay, how Hollywood is anti-black racism, right? <laughs> yeah. And then. He like flips to like actually it's the white guys that are suffering. Yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> and by the way, let's here's the full Jordan Peele quote from the Hollywood Reporter. The way I look at it, I get to cast black people in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in this position where I can say to Universal, I want to make a twenty million dollar horror film with a black family, and they say yes. I don't see myself casting a white dude as lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. I'm sitting here as a screenwriter. I did a, a Dave knows he came in and helped on my on my writing team. I did a, a show, an audio drama, two seasons of Bronzeville about black gangsters. Mm. Got to work with some amazing actors, but it was like the thing that got me. I'm a writer. I'm creative. I want to tell stories I haven't fucking told before. Absolutely. I'm a young. I was, I was a young straight white man in the world. If I ever, if all I ever had to do, if I wanted to see myself represented somewhere, was turn on the TV or go to a Absolutely. movie. And if you're, it gets boring. It gets boring. And and if you're black and you're going, we want to tell those stories and now you're telling those stories and you've carved out, I don't even want to say a niche because Jordan Peele's huge now, mm -hmm. but you've carved out a spot where you can do that. Anyone, who the hell is telling him he needs, no one's telling him he needs to make movies about white people. Everybody actually gets it. Yeah. They get the notion that Jordan Peele wants to do that. It's like, that's idiotic. Of course he won't do that. He's like, he's been waiting his whole life to get this spot and now he's there and he's doing that thing. And motherfucker who is complaining about all the times that you have to play like a, a, a pimp or a drug addict, mm -hmm. Jordan Peele's making the kind of movies that I'm assuming you would like to have been in exactly. rather than like, exactly. what's, what? So what are you, so what are you complaining about then? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Seth Rogen thing, he's just like, I'm just actively trying to make less things starring white people. You know, right. Yeah, that's not that's not because I hate white people. It's because, like, oh, my God. And that's the thing. If you're a friggin' artist, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Now I can tell stories about people I didn't used to be able you know, to I, tell uh, stories about. <laughs> I, remember, I don't remember what it was. The doors yeah, have opened. I can tell more stories. He's always, like, the, the last cutoff guy. Like, I was the Idiot. last mm. guy. And my manager's like, she goes, she goes you know what? You're, I've never seen anybody's career more affected by you're always the last white guy they cut off. They're always like, we have too many white guys. <laughs> she goes, I've never seen this. Like your, your whole career, like every time we try to get you stuff, it's like, yeah, we, we want to use them, but we have too many white guys. And my response is always like, yeah, okay. Like I get it. Like you yeah. can't have all fucking white guys. Like my career has literally been hampered by people trying to do right and people trying to correct shit in a way. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like I, fucking this whole fucking country's fucked up. And sometimes mm. as a white guy, I don't get everything I fucking want. You just mm. fucking deal with it. You just fucking move on. Like life, 
you don't get to be like, I get what I want because I'm this. There's so exactly. many. There's so many fucking factors out there. So many. The factors doors out opened there. up for this guy. He the doors opened up. But you know what? He yeah. fucked up before the doors opened up. <laughs> exactly. He fucked up, he fucked up before he the doors opened up. He literally slammed Not the true, door man. shut. The Jordan Peele the, thing. The, the the town was opening up. This this stuff was happening before the pandemic. He did not have to go. He didn't have to be there January 6th. He didn't have to be out there doing anti-vax shit. Yeah, like so, those, those yeah, roles I guess were the, out there. What are the t- what's the timing of it? When did when did when did the BLM stuff sort of blow up? And then how long after that was January sixth? Summer summer twenty twenty right? Spring yeah. summer twenty twenty. Yeah, that was BLM. Right, is when it sh- when shit yeah shit popped off. January sixth was two years later. You? Then was it two years later? Oh my god, what is time? But that's not even <laughs> no. But that's not it. That's not, <laughs> oh, don't fuck. It's not Black Lives Matter. The, 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 the moment where it started being a thing was the whole Oscar so white deal, which was in 2015. Mm. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't made, really kick off until until Black Lives Matter. That's when it really. It took a year or two, but yeah, really but then 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 that all sort of started happening at the same time. And there was this insane thing where like my my problem with Oscar so white was like. Um, I say there's a member of the Academy and I'm perfectly happy to go after the Academy all you want, but you guys are complaining that not enough movies with diverse casts and filmmakers are being nominated. You do understand that we are not the ones who make the movies. We just select of yeah. the movies that are made. And there's a reason all the studios are going, yeah, we support this movement. It's like, yeah, cause you're directing your anger at the wrong people. Exactly, exactly. You know, go out to the studios. How about studios so white? But that's not happening. And you start seeing this explosion. It's been going on for years now. And yeah, Dave's right. We've all had that meeting with our agents who are like, um, or, well, the things have changed. And you're like, you know, yeah, yeah sure. I would right. like, I wish they hadn't on a personal level, but it's like perfectly, you understand why. And it's something that yeah. we've all been like, to varying degrees, fighting for and hoping for for a long time. And what's insane is that this guy could be the beneficiary of that. Yes. But instead, he, he wants to up. fucking... I, I mean, it's also just kind of funny that they essentially just produced this. I don't know how much it cost to produce this shit. They made it look kind of nice and shit. They gave mm-hmm. him background music. Just so this guy could complain and bitch about not being able to work in Hollywood. It's actually pretty fucking impressive, dog. You know what I mean? Like, every time I had a grievance, if I had, like, a sleek produced with fucking background music to, you know, make my case, man, I would feel better about it, you know? You know, it's very funny. So This just this just clicked in my mind. The the baseball scenario I brought up of the baseball players all being on the... Ba- yeah. That's what fucking writer's room were. That's what the writer's rooms were. Right. They were all... All the, all the middling shit guys were all white. And now those yeah. spots go to, to people of color, and everyone's like, "I can't get a job." It's like, yeah, but you were just a shitty middling. Yeah, you were sh- you were mediocre. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? and people are like, yeah, but the new writers are. Yeah, it's it's Hollywood. All the writers are mediocre. <laughs> let let some of them not be white. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we right. can have mediocre black writers. We can have <laughs> mediocre black actors. But apparently, this guy fucked up, man. So so let's go. This, this, now this brilliance. They will say some of the most disgusting things around me and i know they're only comfortable because i'm a black guy i know it and i'm like dude this dude is gonna shit when he finds out how white people talk when he's not in the room right (laughs) i'm so wait i'm so confused because isn't the thing that usually white people talk shit when you're not in the room so why the fuck would they talk about you when you're there no he's talking about black people he's talking about black black people people. okay uh yeah he yeah okay yeah he doesn't know what's happening so, so yeah, but I'm trying like I'm like I try to track it out. So Hollywood's racist because they see him and want to cast him as a drug addict or a criminal. Check with you so far. But okay. Hollywood's really racist because there are filmmakers now who are getting to tell black stories that aren't about that. And I'm guessing the party's leaving out and they're not hiring me. And they're not hiring me specifically. Yeah. It's it's also it almost feels like it almost feels like 
he has these points that are there's some legitimate ra- Hollywood racism points, but it's also like he's also been given points to hit that then contradict what he's saying, and it's all yes. confusing. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like okay, like he's talking about shit that I mean, I'm sure he actually believes in, but then PragerU, he's like trying to read the script, he's trying to read the teleprompter. He's like, okay, well, this doesn't really make sense, but I'm gonna throw it in anyway. It's like, dude, what? It's just schizophrenic. It's comp. It's just, just completely, just a mishmash of con- like contradictory ideas, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it, it's it's just the weirdest thing that he never connects them. Um, it doesn't. It's it's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, now that well, at least he got the act, you know. He, That's right. He got the act. It's probably on his IMDb page. <laughs> There's so much fear in this industry, and if anyone is on the right, that's it. You're done. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. Doesn't matter if you're a woman. Doesn't matter if you're gay. I have been removed from this and from a couple projects, and I've seen friends be removed from projects. So people keep their mouth shut. For me, the fear was there too. But to keep my mouth shut so I can maybe get a job saying three or four lines on a co-star, like it doesn't add up anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's Dude, what you fucking do. You you're not your on the right. <laughs> you were not on the right. You were at the Capitol on January sixth <laughs> taking pictures <laughs> of yourself. You're fascist. I'm sorry, yo. <laughs> I can't believe that I can't sit on a fucking set and say Trump was right and we should have executed Nancy Pelosi. I can't believe I can't say. <laughs> How come I can't get work? <laughs> they don't get it. Yeah, I mean, but that's exactly it. You know what you can't be in this town? You can't be crazy. You can't be like a crazy <laughs> Yeah, you can also, if you're a huge star. Also, too, like, yeah, exactly. Like, fucking James Woods. You guys get an example of other, like, uh, uh, right-wing uh, actors or, you know, it's just like, dude, these so, people oh, the are town's out there doing so we have, We got Vince yes. Vaughn, Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, obviously yes. Clint Eastwood, megastar. Mel Gibson didn't get canceled for his politics, folks. He got canceled for some right. other shit. He's to, right. Nick Cersei, who works all the time. Our good pal, Frazier. Dave and I, we go way back with the, uh, the yeah, Frazier, uh, uh, the guy who wrote Chernobyl and now The Last of Us, yeah. Craig Mazin. Argued pal, ironically, he's like he's a fucking, but he's like an old school like Bush nip shit. It's like this town's crawling with conservatives, and they don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. But I would say one of the things, but honestly, Jay Jay Johnston, who was uh, the guy who has who, the voice of the guy who has the restaurant across from Bob's Burgers, I don't remember his name, mm. was at January six. Jay Johnson doesn't work anymore. Jay yes. Johnson is a white guy. Pesto, Joey Pesto, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, but he. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It. It's not your politics. It's really not your politics. They're they're okay with your politics. They're even like you voted for Trump. Okay, that's fine. You did crazy shit. You did insane shit, and you bro. drew attention to yourself. Yeah. It does not look good for our show. This week on right. CSI, we got a guy you watched last week. <laughs> storm the Capitol story, story and demand the Nancy Pelosi's head. You won't believe what he gets up to this week on NCIS. <laughs> You clown, you absolute imbecile. You don't get to do that. And if you do but, it, you gotta deal with the fact that there's gonna be there's gonna be consequences because people are gonna go, I don't wanna work with that guy. But yeah. th- this is this is the ultimate this is the <laughs> ultimate conservative though, right? He did the craziest shit totally out of line, but he's the fucking victim. Exactly. He's the victim. Yeah. They always had like it's almost as if this is a this is a an, uh, uh like a kind of um um how can I say it? This is a violation, right, of, like, mm-hmm. their actual individual rights. And it's like, well, no, dude, you can't just go around. I mean, I do this shit on Twitter all the time. But, like, 
you, you shouldn't if you want to work in Hollywood, you probably shouldn't be going around like calling for the essentially, you know what I'm saying, calling for the death and violent overthrow, right, right. of this fucking country, which yes, I agree with, not in that way, but it's like, yeah, dude, like shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. You your foot is not even in the door and you're complaining about what you can't do. Yeah. It's just insane, man. It's and like, plus, fuck up, if dude. you really wanted to do something, you should have driven a, a, a truck full of explosives into the PG&E offices. Like, <laughs> know your fucking enemy, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go, go the full monster. You better go. Like, commit. Like, fucking, you got to commit, dude. <laughs> I, this guy, I cannot. I'm, I'm, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. He's, he's absolutely God. fucking horrendous, but this is what all these conservative pieces of shit who don't get work. There's always been, throughout my entire career, there are people who don't get work and they blame it on something. And you're like, no, yeah. dude, that's not the fucking reason. You suck or you did something dumb. Like, those are the exactly. reasons. Be better. This is no different than a guy getting caught jerking off in a fucking <laughs> Wendy's bathroom and be like, I can't believe I can't get work because I express myself. Like, sir, you masturbated <laughs> in a public game? <laughs> it's oh, oh, well, that was, that was yeah, there was a guy. Uh, is he still alive? Yeah, Lionel Chetwind. Oh, yeah. Um, who was one of the guys even way back in the day who was always writing just like mediocre stuff, um, but but a complete right-wing ding-dong. And every time he had something new come out, because he worked pretty frequently, he would go around and do all the shows and talk about how it's impossible to get work made in this town because they're all conservatives. And like, you're, you're... Did somebody break it to him? Like, you're just, you're just not actually a good writer. It's just... my, my understanding, I don't want to because I think he's still alive, but I, I do recall, like, he was he was also, like, one of those big, like like Craig Mazin, uh, big, big uh, members of the WGA who opposed the WGA anytime they go near a strike. Yeah. Okay, my recollection is my good buddy Harlan Ellison punched him in the face during a, at, a, at a WGA meeting once. And God, not that you should man. do that, but mm, if you're gonna do it, everything you tell me about Harlan, get, he just gets more and more awesome. Oh yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. But uh, well, let's let's move on because I can't take this guy anymore. I actually I want to. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's talk about police violence, shall we? Um, <sighs> <sighs> is this the one I'm thinking of, man? Is this the one? Yeah. This is uh, Candace Owens again with this guy Brandon Tatum, who I guess was uh, he was a football player, and but the ND, NFL didn't want him after his college career, so he became a cop in Tucson in 2010, which is around the time the ACLU issued their report on the Tucson PD's habit of racial profiling. He got some attention from the far right when he did a bunch of viral videos expressing fear of anti-Trump supporters and a loathing of that despicable human being Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he wrote a book. Love this title. The subtitle is Being a Black Cop in an America Under Siege. The title is Beaten Black and Blue. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. All right, I and it's a history go. of going around defending police shootings. And the subject of this little video is why would a white officer protect black neighborhoods? What? If you go into a black community, you have these white officers that go into black communities and they deal with black people to, to suggest that they're going and hunting down and racist against black people and afraid of them would suggest that all black people are criminals. Right. What? That is literally what? the way that they look at them. That's, but, yes, but, but, that, uh, <laughs> but how does that, how does that, okay, let's, let's, so if the cops go into these neighborhoods just to beat and, and, and terrorize the, the black uh, population, that suggests that all black people are criminals? Like, how does he get yeah. there? How does he... Like, no, I mean, that just suggests that these yeah. cops are racist. Well, because it's like, oh, well, they had to do something wrong to get beaten, right? Right. right. Yeah, so they just must be criminals. That's what yeah. he's saying. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's literally how cop. I mean, he's a fucking cop, so he's cop brain. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. No, they're going into these communities and they're having interactions with normal black people. Right. Mom and Yo, okay, you know, you gotta, mom and dad what? who's been robbed. Or I, Dave, I need to apologize what? in advance. I tried to get a normal black person to come on the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> we end up with this cl- end up with this clown <laughs> with an abnormal black guy. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be normal. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking? Normal, normal black people. No, not yeah. the ones with the saggy pants and shit. It's like, all right, dude. Uh, <laughs> dad who's been robbed, or somebody who's have a lost child, or somebody who's been sexually assaulted. They don't do any of not that. Everybody in the black community. They don't do is any a of thug that. Running around with a gun ready to kill somebody. They don't. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. They don't do, and they don't solve crimes. They don't fucking solve kidnappings. They don't solve rape. They notoriously do not solve rapes. I mean, what are you talking? Have you done any of those things as a fucking cop? You know what I mean? Like someone should ask him how many kids have you saved? Like, yeah, dude, from kidnappers. <laughs> fucking kidnappers. All those Yo, stolen kids. <laughs> I hate cops, but I fucking hate black cops, especially man. Like I fucking hate. They are them, the dude. ones risking their lives. Because African-American people in these communities are, are, are tremendously more likely to kill a police officer than for a police officer to kill a black person. That's correct. There's a PragerU video that... Right. Oh, is there a PragerU video? Look, there's this bullshit I want to point to. They just start pointing out other PragerU videos. Yeah, there's this other crap over here. That is full of By the way, have you not... We did an audit, an audit episode about how uh, Josh Olsen's the greatest screenwriter in the history of Hollywood. So <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn. He provides you with the facts and provides you with the logic and the numbers. And True. the truth is, is that a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed um, by a black man than the other way around. And we also know Where are you getting these numbers? The uh, Hispanic men and white men are more likely to be killed by a police officer than black men. So how is it possible, do you think, that... That the media perpetuated a complete lie, and it was believed. Well, they are statistically per capita more likely to be killed by a black man than a white man if they're going to get killed. There's a reason for that. Yeah, there is a reason for that. Because if you spend more of your time trying to kill one than the other, it's that insane. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you're policing, the there's an FBI if you're report, policing a, a certain neighborhood, if you're if your focus is on policing black people, then you're going to have more interactions with them, and then that's who will kill you more because that's who you're persecuting. Sometimes they clap back. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, here's an FBI Sorry. report. An FBI report found cops are 20 times more likely to kill than be killed. 20 times. So they wow. said, yeah, they're more likely to be killed by a black man than a white man. Wow. They're still way more likely to kill either of them. So she just flipped that statistic them. completely. She just Kinda, flipped it. Yeah. So she just she, she's it. just, you know, I just think back to like, I think my earliest encounters with police growing up. I grew up in a unique neighborhood in West Philadelphia. There's actually a sociology textbook written about Powhatan Village. When I was growing up there now, it's become fairly gentrified. But we were genuinely integrated. And, and it was working class and you know middle class families. And, and I grew up on streets with as many black friends as white friends. And, you know, cops, white and black ones, if there was a bunch of us in a group, would stop us and ask me if I was okay. And I'm walking around yes. with my friends and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that cop's more likely to be called a motherfucker by one of the people I'm hanging out with than by me. Cause he's, he's, you know what I mean? It's just, dude, God that's literally it. happened to me before. I mean, I was in a car with a friend it was me, uh, me and another black guy and our white friend coming from canvassing. This is when I worked for the fucking Dems and dude, like 
this cop, we get stopped like right in front of the guy's apartment building because he just cut, he tries to run it. He was gonna run and grab some weed. And the first thing that the cop does is like he looks at the white kid in the back, the back seat, and asks him, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. He doesn't look at me sitting in the passenger seat. You know what I mean? So it's just like, dude, while you're both waiting <sighs> for your weed. Yeah, yeah, no, we both actually waiting <laughs> for our weed. Can I ask actually, it's a white guy that asked for the weed, not even to be. You know? Can I ask a question? <laughs> was he okay? Yeah, he was okay. <laughs> he was actually about. He was like he was. He was he was about to say some shit, but we were like, dude, don't say anything. Yeah. He, was, he was upset, but I was like, dude, we, we've been through this. Yeah, yeah. Don't say anything, man. Yeah. Just leave it. Just Not worth don't it. say anything. We're coming it. out in the streets. We finna bash our own businesses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best solution is to bash your own business. I'm you gonna, heard it here first. I'm going to show the white man. Let's right. destroy all oh. our businesses and show the white man we're right, mad Right, right. We're going like to burn down our own homes and give it to the white man. Right? And I, mean, I, it's I, don't, just... I don't understand. So you heard it here first, I folks. Candace Owens is, uh, is uh, advocating uh, burning down white businesses. <laughs> yes. But, look, look, dude, you, this is so fucking disingenuous because even like, you know, um, um, uh, well, I don't want to call them rioters, right? Because it, it sounds in a negative connotation. But yo, people were fucking shit up at the CNN Center in, uh, in downtown Atlanta. And dude, there were businesses that were black owned that said, we support what you're doing, but please don't. They would have a sign that please don't like, you know, fucking loot our store. And people wouldn't. Like yeah. people just wouldn't do it. Yeah. But you know what they were fucking looting? Like a Dwayne Reed. Because yeah. black people don't own that. Or right. fucking Walmart. Black people don't. They don't. Th- yeah. Just because the shit is in their neighborhood, they don't own any of that, dog. That's why they're fucking destroying it. Right. It's why it's <sighs> not Wendy's. Wendy's isn't black owned. You know, it's like, no. I remember I remember reading about when they were, you know, rioting in downtown and someone threw through a, uh, some gourmet store window and stole olive oil. And people were like, why would they steal olive oil? It's because they fucking haven't had a fucking $100 bottle of olive oil. That's why they fucking did it. Yeah, that's like, why they stole, about? stole that shit too. Uh, you remember, I remember during, it's sort of related, I remember during the LA riots, uh, we had this anchor woman, Bree Walker. She was a very well-to-do blonde, very pretty newscaster. Oh, yeah. And they're watching this stuff. And I remember watching it live. And, and she's like, she can't believe, she's like, why are these people, what's going on there? Like they're attacking their own neighborhood there. I don't understand it. And you're like, yeah, you wake up in a mansion in Brentwood. Yeah. The sun yeah. streaming down servants. there helping you all the entire world. Every waking second of your life is going, you're good. Everything's all right here. You have the best. Don't you feel nice? Like you don't even begin to understand the, the world you're talking about here, a world that just tells people on a daily basis, you're shit. We hate you. It's, it's like, exactly. God damn it. Exactly. It's breaking shit. Um, well, we're getting, we're getting, we have, we have a couple more. We only have one more of these kind of quote unquote normal ones. This is, uh, uh, this is a great one. Um, Talib Starks. Um, I don't, I don't, Aaron, I'm going to need you to say a word for me. I'm going to point to you and you can say it because that's the world we live in. Uh, he's the author of the uncivil war blacks versus negus and black lives matter. Uh, his Prego bio, Prager bio says he's <laughs> co-writer and executive producer of an award-winning documentary titled Mothers of No Tomorrow. I have looked everywhere I can find. It doesn't seem to have won any awards. However, on the movie's, <laughs> on the movie's website, it lists the fact that it's been selected in the Westchester Film Festival twice. The same movie, just the same being announced twice. It's about black-on-black crime. And of course, black-on-black crime is, we can all agree, the American genocide. So he's that guy. And he's got five issues the top five issues oh this is the one. <laughs> oh my god i'm about to break my fucking computer oh my god all right, all right. oh where's my vape at man uh, okay. top five issues oh, facing uh, black americans uh he's gonna work his way up unfortunately many black churches preach this victimology many black parents pass it on to their children inner city schools teach it to their students 
and the black media reinforce it. He's talking about the talk, which I, you know, you know where you know. It's like it's 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 black parents having to sit down with their kids and explain to them why they have to behave a certain way around cops yep. so they don't get killed. And what he's saying is if you do that thing, which you have to fucking do to keep your as kids bl- safe. As a black parent, yes. Yes. You have to. And I mean, I had to do it as an uncle with my nephew when he went off to college, you know? And, like, yeah. he's like, yo, I'm kind of scared about... Because he's from Ghana originally, right? So he's going to... Uh, in the U.S., going to school. And it's like, he's scared because... He's like, yo, these are not, like, the police in Ghana, right? These are, like, cops that kill people. And I had to have that talk with him. And that was fucking weird, right? Right. So it's like, he's telling black parents that actually it's not a problem it's not it's not a problem actually you shouldn't have that talk with them because you're instilling fear and victimhood in victimhood yeah you guys i have a fucking white kid and i told him when he was about eight years old to never talk to cops and we've had that conversation many times and i explained to him why because i have been dragged across a parking lot and beaten by cops if i was a black guy they probably would put me in the fucking hospital but yep. they're, they're not nice to anybody. Nobody should ever talk to a cop except to just nope. go yes or no. Don't fucking talk to him. Stay the fuck away from him. Don't talk to him, man. By the way, worth pointing out that, in fact, anytime Dave and I are out in public, cops pull up and ask me if I'm okay. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the beard, man. They like the beard. You're like, you have the yeah. soft, like, you know, they're like, oh, you're right. They want to pet it. Like, you should uh, uh, next up, uh, this one I love. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm just going to let him tell you. Blacks repeatedly demand an honest dialogue or debate about race. But how can there ever be an honest dialogue about race between blacks and whites when there is virtually no honest dialogue between blacks and blacks? It's hypocritical. And if a black doesn't think whites are ultimately responsible for black people's problems, they're labeled a sellout, Uncle Tom, or race trader. Coon is my favorite, actually. this type of groupthink exists... Race reverence of the Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson type will continue to be celebrated while independent black thinkers such as professors Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams will be shunned. First of all, Thomas Sowell is chilling. He's okay. And I like that this is not the first video where they bring him up, but they have to bring up, well, you know that black conservative guy, the economist Thomas Sowell? He's fine, though. Also, just like, dude, like, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this one, man. Because this one is just, it's just like, yo, dude, like, I, I can, I'm accepting, right, of like, like, uh, 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 like black, like black conservatives, like, I'm not gonna fucking like, I'm not gonna like, you know, fucking like, you bite your head off, right? I don't understand it. I'm not even gonna engage or debate you, right? But like, there's a reason why those people are ostracized, you know? There's a reason why those people are ostracized, and it's because the same reason why black cops are kind of ostracized, right? It's because, well, dude, you're like fucking selling out your people, essentially is what you're doing. You're you're mm-hmm. you're throwing in your lot with people who fucking hate you. Why would I want to have an honest discussion with you? That's not an honest discussion because you already are coming in bad faith. I mean, there's no. I I don't want to say that there really shouldn't be any room for black conservatives on like in the black community. I'm sorry, man. It's just antithetical, right, to being black. But even that, these people do exist and they're fine. They're fucking walking around. They're running for office, dude. Yeah, they're making. We money. just had one. We I just feel, almost had a first CTE senator, man. I feel like you. You know, maybe you should give Larry Elder a shot. I think that he... Yeah. Some really- <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's, uh, what's number three? Problem number three, urban terrorism. <laughs> As just about everyone knows, but too few talk about publicly, in majority black cities, violent black-on-black crime is rampant. 
a Department of Justice study from 1980 through 2008 revealed that blacks accounted for almost half of the nation's homicide victims, 47.4%, and more than half for the offenders, 52.4%, all while being 13% of America's population. Jesus. So first of all, terrorism is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. Yes. Poor people in a poor neighborhood engaging in crime against themselves is not, those are not political. The cops are the terrorists. We have exactly. so we have so much terror. You know what? My my child has experienced terrorism. You know what terrorism is for kids in this in this country? It's oh not God, the shootings. Yeah, this is horrible. It's the yeah. fucking the the every three months doing a hey there could be a shooter in the school and kids have to crowd in the back of a school and act like there's a shooter there. That's literally fucking terrorism against our children. They aren't sleeping. They're fucking having panic attacks. They're having anxiety attacks. They're children. That's systematic state fucking terrorism. Our entire fucking country is fucking terrorism. That's that's all yeah. the state does. Instill terror, fear, and terror constantly, into all the fucking time. Constantly, man. and also it's just like this is such. I mean, the right, the rights. They've been they they have their fucking classic hits. I mean, this is nothing new, but it's just this is such like a '90s or '80s type of framing. You know what I mean? Like these fucking cities, black uh, run cities, these fucking urban jungles, you know, with these gangbangers and criminals at the corner. It's just like, dude, what are you talking about, man? I live in a, in a well, Atlanta's called the black mecca, but black people are actually leaving the city. But actually, it's pretty fucking chill here. It's Wait, pretty, it's pretty chill. Bla- is there black flight? Is that happening? Yeah, apparently it is, yeah. Interesting. Because it's getting too expensive for people to fuck Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people just leaving. Wow. Yeah, no, they, 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 they act like we're living in the Warriors. Yeah, they do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, but this is the conservative mindset. Going back to Reagan, who uh, I think before he was president, or might have been when he was governor, but they actually had, with uh, leaders, they sat down and discussed uh, in, putting black people in, in, uh, in camps. Like, mm-hmm. there's, this is fucking historical record. There's, that's your fucking racism, that all that shit trickles down through all their their fucking ideology and all that shit. That's who these people mm. are. They haven't fucking changed. These no, people have not fucking mm. changed. And so you sit there and you say they're they're killing each other. Well, it's like, why why do you think th- this community has more dead people than other communities? Yeah, this isn't yeah. fucking hard to figure out. It's just a systematic racism. It's everything's just fucking left over. The reason we have prisons. Is so we can fucking have slave labor. It's still all fucking literally, going literally. on. <coughs> Slavery literally. is still legal in the Constitution. <laughs> it's the 13th fucking amendment. It says <sighs> that you can use prisoners as slaves. We still have slavery. Jesus fucking Christ, man. It's just... You know, I have to reiterate again, though, that this is this kind of shit. I mean, like, especially if you are a teacher, you know, uh, yeah. showing this shit, you know, or school showing this shit. There are black children watching this shit. And he's talking about victimhood. Actually, like, this is making, this is like, I, I don't know how else to put it, but this minimizes the lives of those black children. Black people just writ large, man. That's what it does. That's, that's absolutely what it does. It's and those so, kids uh, look to you as an authority. Um, exactly. They look to you as an authority figure. By, uh, a lot of them don't, thankfully, but Thank enough you. do, you know? And it's just, yeah. Well, speaking of, like, ancient uh, talking points, here's, here's, uh, here's his next uh, of the top five issues. I can't... Uh, Problem number two, proliferation of baby mamas. The disintegration of the nuclear family has led to an astronomical increase of single mother households. According to the Moynihan Report, 
1965, nearly 25% of black children were born to unwed mothers. The report's author, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, said this was a disaster in the making. He was, of course, vilified by so-called black leaders and their progressive allies. But he was right. Today, the out-of-wedlock birth rate is nearly 75% and even higher in some urban areas. To be clear, baby daddies share this responsibility with baby mamas. Yet, while baby daddies are blamed and rarely shown compassion, baby mamas are rarely blamed and receive both compassion and support. Fuck you. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> dude, yo, does he have, like, a mom? You know what I'm saying? Does he have a sister? <laughs> like, I want him to show his mom or his sister. Is there any black woman? I mean, also, too, I wonder where those black fathers are. Right? Maybe dead, killed by the police, yeah, maybe prison, fucking prison. jail. Prison? <laughs> Yeah, and, and how, how much time have you and yours spent trying to shut down sex education and access to, to contraception yes. and all the rest of this? Stuff? I mean, it's it's God, shutting down Planned Parenthoods. I mean, it, it's like, holy shit, we do just, all this stuff, I, I and then just, like the poor people are sitting there going, we're fucked, and you're like, hey, you guys are fucked. And you're like, you well, fucked I, us. And just straight up poverty. Like, it, it that you want to talk about what breaks up families and fucked, it's fucking poverty. Poverty destroys things. It's a fucking life ruiner. Like, what are you talking about? Also, too, like, you know, like, this might not be specifically uh, uh, regarding the black community, but it's like conservatives love to talk about the nuclear family, right? And they love capitalism. And what they fail to fucking realize is that the nuclear family is a unit of capitalism that fucking, like, pro uh, proliferates, like, the social reproduction, right, of capitalism. But it also tears families apart. The thing mm -hmm. that you love so much is actually what's destroying and alienating families. Yeah. Right? Same case with this fucking guy, man. Ugh. Like, you know what would help black families a lot, actually? Not being fucking, like, harassed by the fucking cops, right? Having schools, having a fucking neighborhood that they fucking, like, you know, have they have a park in and recreation activities and shit like that, man. Ugh. Also, it, I, you know, the other thing is that it's just gross to, oh, to be a, a, a guy talking to a, what? What's the audience on this show? 90, 102% white? Just saying baby, <laughs> baby mama and baby daddy is just so fucking... Yes. Gross. Yes, because you're not speaking to black people no, saying you're that, not. right? And even like a black person saying baby mom. I mean, like, it's like, dude, this is literally the welfare queen. I mean, that's what he's fucking saying. Yeah. He's yeah. arguing back to the welfare queen, which is like, dude, I thought we debunked this like 30 fucking years ago, man. Jesus Christ. I want very bad things to happen to this guy, especially. <laughs> I, I fucking hate this guy. I want really bad things to happen. <laughs> These are terrible people. Uh, so what's problem number one in his mind? unquestioning allegiance to so-called progressive policies. <laughs> Unwavering loyalty to progressive liberal policies is the primary reason these dire conditions persist. It both makes them possible and perpetuates them. It's no coincidence that progressivism is the common thread that binds predominantly black cities where single-parent homes, failing schools, rampant poverty, and crime <laughs> predominate. Look at cities like Detroit, Philadelphia, and Baltimore. They've been run by progressive Democrats for decades. If their liberal policies were at all effective, these cities should have become models of economic growth and prosperity. Instead, they're models of dysfunction. By fostering and exploiting the victim mentality, discouraging self-examination, subsidizing baby mamas, and making excuses for black <laughs> so-called progressive policies don't alleviate the problems that afflict the black community. They aggravate those problems. Hey, why was there background Yo. noise of the Ted offensive? 
cartoon representations. You got to see All these right. videos, folks. Don't see the videos, actually. Don't give them the hits. Just listen. What, what, what I hate about these PragerU videos, uh, especially, is that when they, they're critiques of Democrats, like, as a communist, as a Marxist, I agree with these critiques. Right? Yes. I yeah. agree with this. Uh, Candace Owens, like, black people leaving the Democratic Party, dude, like, I wish that black people would be more critical about the Democratic Party. I mean, but... And there are black people who are critical of the Democratic Party. I don't want to be—I don't want to say that they aren't, but also it's like, well, dude, why would why would black people align more with progressivism than they would with the fucking people who are trying to stop them from having rights, dude? Like, I mean, and I know he knows this, right? I know this, and I don't—I know that these people are aware of this shit, but it's just like, it's so easy to poke holes through their logic, man. It's just so fucking easy. It's like I get well. Who shepherded through like the Civil Rights Act, right? I mean, sure they were, they were racist Democrats, right? I mean, but fucking like, uh, y'all, I just, uh, I'm just almost like speechless, man. I'm just like, uh, well, he's got one last thing to say. <laughs> I'm just like, you may have noticed that racism so... did not make the list. Why not? It's simple. There will be no solution to the problems afflicting Black America until more Blacks recognize that the issues plaguing our community are ultimately self-inflicted. Does racism exist? Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure it does. Man, you like, know what? You know what helps racism is when you make friends with a bunch of white people and they pay you to do videos. <laughs> exactly. To talk shit about your own people. Yeah. <laughs> this guy does it with his own volition anyway, man. Apparently, dude. I just don't, I don't really just don't, like, this is one of the worst, like, just things that you could fucking do, right? Like, like, as, like, a black man, right, is to talk down to black people, right? You are supposed to be an authority figure. You're supposed to be the guy that fucking kids look up to. You're the guy not, who's he's not, not in He's not actually talking to black people. That's, that's he's not exactly he's not. exactly he's you not. Know, it's like when Cosby not. was doing that whole pull up your pants thing, and and it's like that was not. It's not. You know what? You know what? It's Speaking of mirrors and shit earlier, I swear to God, these people, like, I'm thinking of how do they look at themselves in the mirror? Well, they don't look at themselves in the mirror because they don't have a fucking reflection because they're fucking evil. They're fucking vampires, man. <laughs> how much do they hate, by the way, that they can't they can't use videos of Bill Cosby? Like, that? That stuff is so infuriating watching it because, like, I, I, I grew up in West Philadelphia, where Bill Cosby's from. I went to Temple University, where Bill Cosby went, and I work in, in show business, where Bill Cosby works. The degree of his crimes was news to me, you know, around 2005 or six. But yeah. I have spent my entire life being aware of the fact that he was a miserable, rotten human being. Yeah. But great, great comedy albums. I love I Spy, but he was a miserable, rotten human being. But by the time he started doing that pull your pants up stuff, we knew. I actually, friend, friend of mine, uh, Mark Edwards, a great journalist, tried to break the story in 2009. No one would go near it. It's up online. You can look it up. He broke the Bill Cosby story and there wasn't a news outlet in the country that would touch it. But we knew this stuff. It was out there. And these people were like, hey, they don't care. They're just, he's saying what we want to hear. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to. We have two more very special ones. Uh, mm -hmm. I think these will be for our. These will be for our subscribers. Dave, we have subscribers now. Aaron. Oh, you'll, you you'll get subscribers. This, you'll get this shit for free now. We'll, we'll get you a subscription to the lever. Um, but uh, uh, these one, these ones are fun. So, if you're not a subscriber, you should become a subscriber to the lever. You get all the lever 
access and stuff and they're they're good podcasts and and you can finance uh, help finance their great journalism and yeah great journalism there if uh if you stick around if you're a subscriber we've got two more that are just glorious all i'm going to say is kids videos oh my god you did the kids videos so yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do the kids video and then and then i want to walk through a dennis prager thing and then and then we'll be out but this will be for the extra stuff so so this would be a great time to become a subscriber to the lever and get all the things you get with that, plus all the bonus content uh, for this episode and all of our other episodes. The way you do it, go to levernews.com slash audit, and then go to become a supporter and sign up. Uh, support the lever and all the great news they do, and you can support us, and you can do all kinds of good things, and you can uh, feel great about yourself at the end of the day, which is the most important thing there is. Anyway, this is Josh Olson. Uh, I'm here with Dave Anthony, and we will be back next week with more of the audit's descent into PragerU. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, class. Good morning, Good morning Professor Gender Neutral Pronoun. Today, we're learning all about socialism, deviant sex, and devil worship. Yay! And how cool it is. Hail Satan, but I want to learn about Jesus. Timmy, science fiction is next week. If you finally had enough of hippie college left-wing fluff, get yourself a real degree from Prager University. Good news, class. Bill Gates is here to give everyone free vaccine. Science is a commie plot. Our professors can't be bought. All textbooks are Soros free at Prager University. My pronouns are he and him. Loser. No more guilt, no more blame. No more hetero white male shame. No apes on your family tree at Prager University. We want to thank our incredible support team, uh, Brian Ciano, our free floating agent of chaos, AKA research guy. And also Colin McCoy, who does all of our music. You can also find him. He out there in music world. He is known as diesel boots.